budget has an uncanny valley? <laughs> I think I think money corrupts, and it corrupts uh, TV doubly so. I think this is what I've been trying to think. If you've got something that looks like it's got no budget, you're like, that's no yeah. budget. And if you've got something like high, fair play to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if you've got something high budget, it looks high budget. If you can get something low budget looking high budget, that's great. But if you Quit don't him. quite make the jump, like a guy lobbing a basketball over a ravine that's actually a bomb, <laughs> then you end up in like the budget uncanny valley where some of it, I'm like, that's a pretty neat effect. <clears throat> and the entire opening scene, you're like, this is a green screen. This... I think that's the key. I think if you're if you're working with a limited budget and you're working on you know TV license funded television that has to compete on the world stage against sci-fi with much bigger budgets, I think the key thing is to insert an absolutely superfluous action scene with green screen right at the start of your episode, which serves no further purpose in the plot, uh, but does draw attention and immediately make the rest of what you see look much cheaper. I think that's a I think that's solid, Dan. I think yeah. I think that's the way to go. That's the first thing they teach you at, uh, at screenwriting school. Yeah, first impression is, uh, has to be shit. That's yeah, because then, then you can only build up from there, right? You can yeah, put your worst foot so forward. Yeah. Sense. Yeah, 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 Hi, everyone, yeah, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, yeah. This is back. <laughs> as, as you could tell. Um, yeah. Uh, fuck. So we just watched uh, Doctor Who Flux, as they're calling Doctor Who Series 13, which is Chapter the... 1. Yeah. Oh, the, the Halloween apocalypse. That's what it was called, wasn't it? Because the apocalypse happened at Halloween. Although it didn't. The apocalypse didn't happen in that episode. No. No. No, the Doctor got, like, schlopped up by the thing from Star Trek Generations, but there wasn't there wasn't the... The Nexus. Yeah, Sorin yeah. is on the, uh, on the planet about to shoot it, yeah. I, I love Michael McDowell. I'm into it. <laughs> I'm into it. I like... Do you know what I like about the Nexus? Just to... Let's immediately derail. <laughs> it's immediately derailed. I love that the Nexus basically exists because they wanted to reuse an effect from a previous Star Trek movie. Because uh-huh. those those shots of the Enterprise B are um, shots of the Excelsior from, is it five? I want to say one of the previous yes, ones. yeah. And they were like, it's, we, we want to use that again. No, it's the wave, isn't it? It's the wave is hitting them from the explosion of the Klingon. It's the it's undiscovered country, I think actually. Anyway, uh, to reuse yeah. shots, that entire. Plot device exists essentially, so they don't have to redo a special effect, and that brings me much joy. I like that. <laughs> see, that's the kind of frugality this episode yeah, dog with, we, isn't it? We got to see Kirk on a horse. I mean, I really hope that in the next episode we see just all the previous Doctors on horses. Like that is you my did now. text me Eccleston on a horse. That was your, <laughs> that was your pitch. <laughs> I bet he can. I bet he can ride a horse. Eccleston's a of course very he can. He looks like the sort of person who could can. like. Look at a horse and be like, "Yeah, I want. I just get on it and know how to ride a horse." Yeah, he does. He wouldn't so much ride a horse as make a connection with the horse, and he and the horse would choose to ride together. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with that. And he would get, get off the sense. horse, and he'd pat the horse, and yeah. then turn around and tell you how shit the queen is. That's Christopher exactly. Eccleston in a nutshell, and that's why we <laughs> love and adore him. That's what we love about him. Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, if you want to read it further, have you seen Free Guy? I have seen Free Guy. I have I, seen Free Guy. I really liked it. I watched it yesterday on a train. <laughs> I, re- I really liked it. I liked I thought, it. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it so much I made it as an indie game in 2012. <laughs> I, was um, a, <laughs> I was about to say. Now, there's two things Hello. I've seen very recently that have just yeah. cribbed plot off of you. 
What was the other thing? Well, this, because I, there was a normal bloke ended up in a spaceship. I'm not taking any, I'm not taking any credit for this. <laughs> I was like, if he was swimming at midnight, like if that was his thing and he was there in his trunks, A, it would have been a funny scene. The electricity might have hurt a bit more. But, you know, B, I, actually, I've got I a think, bone. I think... I've got a bone to pick I think in you. their defence, I stole more from Doctor Who than they stole from, stole from <laughs> North Star Rising. I think North Star Rising is, it's, I mean, it's glorified Hitchhiker's Guide, Doctor Who fanfic, in fairness. Sorry, oh, yeah. you're about yeah. to say, you're about to, you're about to pick a bone with me. Go for yeah, it. with, with North Star Rising. Yeah, it's been I, a while since we talked, hasn't it? Because yeah. it's super, right. Yeah, it has been a while. Because I remember, I was like, oh shit, you did a thing. I want to listen to it. You've read, read my book it. Um, I, <laughs> I, I went and listened to your thing, North Star Rising, yeah, your little did. audio adventure thing, which I thought was being read by somebody else, and it wasn't. It was Scrooby's fucking pit, mate. It was. You just send emails, I've, don't I've, you? I've done. Well, I've done. I've done the the set now because because uh, Dan uh, does a lot of our soundtracks mm-hmm. uh, down the sax. So I've I've got the you know teenage Mike would be very impressed. Would be very <laughs> impressed. Um, but no, so Boner Pick. It yeah. ties into the episode. I've, I, this is a bit of time, but it ties into the episode. Okay. So I, I listened to the first episode of that, and it mm. ended, and I went, I didn't really get it. I thought you were going to go somewhere with it, and I thought more things mm. were going to happen. I was interested to know. Um, uh, anyway, so it, it turns out... needed 10 more setups, didn't it? Needed needed to see no, some, no, no, uh, no, Mike, some pointless scenes elsewhere. Yeah. Mike, it turns out that when you upload it to your website, it's in reverse order. So I listened to episode six first. <laughs> And I went. That oh, would uh, that would ruin the whole thing. Fair play. I was like, I was like, it's quite a lot of in medias res going on here that I have to. I feel like I'm catching up <laughs> on. But I think I'm there's quite a bit. I feel like I'm missing, but we'll get that. Maybe we're going. And Star Rising, of course, it has a twist endings, which you absolutely ruined for yourself. Yeah, if anyone's listening to this, Mike, you know what? I'll I'll listen to what Mike would do with a with a kind of a you know bloke finds himself in space narrative. Definitely start with episode one rather than episode six. Yeah, it will ruin the entire thing for you. Yeah, fair play. Um, yeah, I remember. I was like, oh yeah, no. And then I, got, I was like, maybe he's doing like a reverse time. And then I start listening to episode five. I was like, oh, he's doing like a reverse time thing. Don't know what. Don't know why he's doing that. I just. I'm gonna have to have a way. Like maybe this is gonna all come real at the end, or there'll be someone going the other way or something. And, and then I thought I realised yeah. it said episode five, and I went, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> anyway, that, but that episode anyway. at six reminded me of uh, this because this just felt like just uh, a lot of shit that I wasn't quite following that seemed to be. You know there. What it felt like it felt like a previously on. It felt like an hour long <laughs> previously was. on. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh yeah, no, I've got, I've done my Doctor Who homework. I know what's going on. I was, I didn't. I, normally, I do rewatch the last episode or last series before we do this. I could be fucked, mate. Yeah, I've, I, it's so hard to keep up with all the plot. What was, what was the last? Where did we leave these characters last? I can't remember. I don't know, but Yaz went to fucking bitch school in the meantime. <laughs> that's my takeaway from the episode. What was oh, Yaz's right, problem? What's they? Were... Well, sorry, yeah, what was that about? What was she was? Yeah, I I don't. I yeah, I didn't. So okay, last time was um, when yeah. she sided with the Daleks to kill the other Daleks, and then she let That's Donald right. Trump it was, go. It was the Nazi Dalek drones. It was no, it was getting the Nazis to help to take out the Daleks. Yeah, the, again, the, the Daleks. which was the theme yeah. of the second series. Which it was the theme of the second series was Nazis are occasionally useful, right? That was yeah, the, that was As, the theme they went. Weaponizing for. races sometimes okay <laughs> was the moral of the second series of Chibnall's Doctor Who. I'm very glad I made myself a drink for this podcast. <laughs> we're going to be here a fucking we're be while. Here a little while. Yeah. <laughs> 
all right. I've got. I'm gonna go get a top up in a second. It's fine. Carry on. So yeah, no, that was that was legitimately the the, the book. That ends. was the theme of the last. That was the book ends. The first ep, the first like the two part ends with weaponizing race, and the last one weaponizes race. It was use prejudice yes. to your advantage. Yeah, because there's that episode where she outs a guy. She outs the master, doesn't she? Yeah. As, uh, as, as but after Asian she's man. beaten him, I really want to stress that point. She beats him. <laughs> she reveals to the Nazis he's a British spy and goes, he's a British spy. And then she goes, I win. She then does a fucking whoosh and then goes, now they're going to see you for who you really are. You're brown. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Um, and that's where he got the nickname First Draft Chibnall. And uh, the name continues because... He's only... That, to, be, to be clear to the audience, because people might be coming into this having not listened to this, that's, only, that's your name for him. That's not... That's, that's, that you said it's, you know, that's how he earned it. That is your specific nickname for him, right? First Draft Chibnall. I feel like after that episode, we should all <laughs> take that on. Because that was clearly... This feels the- like... This feels like ten first drafts in a row, though, each of them five minutes long. That's you know what it feels, feels like? like? It feels like in the middle of the night, he crawled in to Stephen Moffat's <laughs> house and then picked okay. up all the scrunched up bits of paper from rejected shit ideas for scripts. And it's just... like the BF, BFG, right? He's he's sucking up Stephen Moffat's uh, dreams through... Uh, Moffat's dreams might be useful. Is, this was the Moffat reject pile. And and to be perfectly honest, the Russell T. Davis reject pile as well. It was just like, here's all the shit that hasn't worked yet. Maybe we'll fuck it. It's like Give when some you... examples. Give some examples. What, what, which ideas in this feel like that for you? I mean, we had an entire scene from Blink in this episode. We did. It was we just... Did. The episode just cut away to a scene from Blink with no apparent reason why. And the character is introduced as a, oh no, this hasn't happened for you yet. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah, just no, like Blink. It's what they're going to do. And then yeah, the Weeping yeah. Angels turn up and you're like, oh, it's just like Blink again. And it, it it's done it, but it's it's the Moffat, it's the wrong <coughs> way around. It's, it's yeah. you reveal it to the Doctor afterwards because that's the more interesting idea. Then you get to do character work of that character who I will tell you their following traits. Um, they've seen the Weeping Angels before. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Their name began with a C? Claire? Claire, I want to say Claire. I want to I say, say Claire, Claire as well. Yeah. yeah, so that happened. That was the thing that happened in the... It feels like that was the first... Like how, So how many, you'll know this, how many episodes are there for this this this, this season? I'm not going to call it Flux. Six. Six. So it feels like we watched the first ten minutes of all it, six yeah. episodes, right? Well, because our criticism of Chibnall is he's not very good at coming up with stories. His stories tend to That's be... That's not our only criticism, but yeah. Story... That's one of the big ones, yeah. It's, it's stories are his problem. Character yeah. will get a fucking character. We'll get a fucking yes. <laughs> but story is a big one. And so when he was yeah. like, this is going to be a six-part story, I went, all right, one story. You've only got to come up with one story. You've just and you did that with Broadchurch, yeah. which people I've watched Broadchurch now. I don't know if I'd seen it before. Mm. It's shit. It is. It is <laughs> shit. People like that. I don't understand. I've still never seen it. I know my girlfriend really liked it, so you are insulting her taste. You get to you get uh, to the I end, and you're that. like, honestly, it's a dice roll about what the ending is at this point. There's not enough of right. anything to make you go because, like, a really good thing is if somebody's like, "I'm the bad guy," you go, "I fucking knew it." In this, yeah. it's like, it's because, and then in an interview with Chibnall, I've seen that he said that he was willing, to, if it leaked, he had a different ending 
recorded that they were going to put on instead. Integrity. Yeah. So that's how much he gives a shit about his entire arc there. But I was like, you know, six episodes of Doctor Who, one story, bosh. And then after that one, I've gone, oh no, he's written six stories and it's going to try and tie all of those together with one more story. He's weighed down himself with another story. To an extent that I'd be okay with that because that's something, and again, just to bring it back to Star Trek because we, we do that a lot. Like that's something the Star Trek novels do really well is they'll they'll set, they'll have a big kind of universe spanning story in the novels and they'll they'll have one novel that's in original series, one that's in Next Generation or whatever. Yeah. And basically the one will then hand off, they'll pass the baton to the next story. And I'm okay with that. Like similarly to like, you know, um, Bad Wolf or whatever even, right? Like those yeah. kind of an ongoing kind of we're building to something with this story. That's great. Yeah. You kind of can do that that's across a few different stories. Just an arc, That wasn't it? what this was. Yeah, no, exactly. This- but you can do that. Like this episode, could absolutely have been you know i mean you've literally you're introducing a new companion so you have the perfect kind of uh you know viewer insert character you can you can just follow john bishop the nice boring guy yep um as he kind of gets kidnapped and why is he being kidnapped oh and now it's this and now it's that and all the doctors show them you can do that story and still have it end in exactly the same place yeah and then build from there but instead it's like no we want to show everything all that's at gonna once. happen. It felt. It felt. It felt like they were worried we wouldn't keep watching. It felt like it was almost like trying to advertise the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, if anything, yeah. it wasn't a like this. It's we next promised time, this was not it? That's what it was. It was more yeah. like a next time a on next Doctor time Who. Yeah, Here's yeah, the yeah. Sontarans. Yeah. They're going to have a war. Of course they fucking are. They're the Sontarans. <laughs> why? Why else would we have Sontarans in our show? The next episode um, is called War of the Sontarans. <laughs> Number fifty-six. What? Why? Um, that's. Yeah, it, it's just, I don't know, I don't know. And then that opening just, unless I'm missing something, that opening served no purpose whatsoever. It was the dog, um, wasn't it? It was just to reveal that the dog was the baddie, but he's not actually a baddie. But he was willing to put um, Yaz, a human, uh, in acid. Mm. Because he was there to save all the human. Oh, wait, hang on a second. That's a massive fucking plot hole. That's a huge plot yeah. hole. He was willing to kill Yaz and the doctor, even though Yaz was a human. To make all the humans safe. It's a cute idea, dogs coming to save all the humans. I love that. Like as a as a as a sci-fi, that's an episode that's a fun that's a fun kind of end of second act twist to have like the alien abduction story and then oh shit, no, they're he's saving us, or in his opinion, this is the he's the he's being the hero in this story. That's a fun Doctor Who plot twist. Which but because they, your brain's been bombarded by ten other setups, it just flies by, and you're like, okay, sure. Yeah, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not. You also, know, it's, like, it's like the eighth course of a meal. You kind of miss it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a, they did the Russell T Davis reference. They 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 um they they point at the ships and go, there's seven billion of them, and I went, yeah. well, that's a <laughs> shit ton of ships. Wait a minute, what else is there seven? What else is there seven billion of? Thinking, thinking. <laughs> oh, it's people, and he hasn't killed them when mm. he's abducted. Oh, they're gonna be. Oh, they're saving from the flocks. Also, why does Dan have a laptop? Oh, hang on, that's a plot point. The dog left a laptop. Why does the dog have a human laptop to leave around? Dogs, dogs love. I mean, if you ever left a dog alone with a laptop, they bloody love them. Why did a that dog is... have a laptop with a human keyboard on it? They're all about the qwerty. They're all about the qwerty. <laughs> 
That's that's. It was actually it was actually a dog that invented the QWERTY keyboard. Like, oh, I didn't I didn't know that. that. I didn't. Know that's why the a... HMV website logo is a dog. That's that's uh, the dog. That is that's the, dog. the dog. Yeah, that's the dog. his. Uh, what's what's his master's voice? That's yeah. that was that's HMV his master's voice because he transcribed that using <laughs> the first QWERTY keyboard. He was the first. Uh, he was the first uh, typist. Why did the dog have a laptop, man? Why did the dog set a laptop as a trap? Who's that a trap for? It, that's the crazy part. It's why is there? A, why would the dog not? Why would the dog care if anyone was investigating the guy he just kidnapped? The his whole point is to kidnap him and then put it. Uh, doesn't none, none of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense unless you're writing it a page at a time, and that's the problem. Right? Well, unless the not... unless the argument is he knows the doctor is following him and he's setting a trap to kill the doctor. Does he want to kill the Doctor? He wants is to... that established? Well, yes, he tried to kill the Doctor at the start of the episode by dropping them into acid. Just to remember right. that moment, he wants to kill the Doctor. That dog wants right. to kill the Doctor and Yaz, the human, the species that he's soul bonded James with. Bond. This is the classic James Bond situation, though. He left her to die and presumably would presume that she was dead. Yeah. But in case, just in case not, yeah. It's the classic James Bond thing. Just watch, watch James Bond die. You don't have to leave him in the room. You can, you know, follow sit, it up. Sit there anyway. just, yeah, check. Just shoot him a few more check. times and be like, yeah. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was faking. <laughs> He's dead now, though. Yeah. Um, the, 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 yeah, so, so he wants to kill the doctor. That was established in the opening scene. In fact, right. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. There was actually a point to that uh, CGI awful fucking CGI fest. That would have been genuinely, that would have been half the budget was spent on that opening scene. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? Could have been, could have been spent in. There's some places we'll pick up where the budget could have writers. fucking gone. Writers is what I was gonna say. Yeah, writers, writers, a director who's less Get obsessed with monster too. teeth. A lot of monster teeth shots. I like a good teeth a lot shot. Of mon- a lot of monster teeth. I think Chibnall definitely is grossed out by teeth. Right, that's one hundred percent like uh, a I, thing he's done a few times now. He might have played Psychonauts too. You never know. Like that guy, I'm, I'm now oh, terrified. That of level. Oh, that <laughs> level. Oh, great game, but that level. My God. <laughs> it is a fucking exceptional game. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just trying. So, so the plot is he leaves the Doctor and Yaz. Yeah. To die in acid. Yep. Specified as acid in the episode, and then he goes, mm. "Shit, I didn't wait those extra four and a half seconds to see if she actually did die." He's got to go and get Bishop. He's got to get Bishop. He's got to get Bishop. Bishop. Going out on a date. He's got to get Bishop before he goes on his date. That's the thing. He's got to get Bishop. Instead of just waiting for all his people to turn up so they just do it as all one go, he's like, fuck it. I'll take it on now. I won't, yeah. I won't hang about. I'll do it. I'll do it now. Um, Overachiever. Yeah. And then, then he goes, right, I've got Bishop. Tell you what, the, the doctor mm. might survive that. Yeah. I'll leave a laptop. Yeah. Which I have lying around. That will shrink. That will shrink this house. Yeah. Not blow it up. No. Very, very, very uh, delicate. Very sort of um, considerate explosion it was. How small? Yeah, shame. But, but, I mean, on a terrace, on a a row of terrace houses as well, it was very impressive. Yeah. I only took that little bit of brick out. Took out the bathroom wall. Yeah. Funny. It took out the funny bit. It's a dog, isn't it? Loves a bit of toilet humour. Ah, fucking dogs. They love a bit of toilet (laughs) humour. That... First thing a dog ever typed on a QWERTY keyboard uh, was a a scatological swear word. That's uh, that's 100% true. Uh, 
<laughs> They're known for it. They're known for it. But it was his master that was saying it. So yeah, no, very yeah, no, they're they're very uh, loyal, but also they do they do like the scatological humor. That's true. <laughs> um, um, yeah, the the house went small, and then we immediately cut to a house somewhere weird. And I'm yeah. my brain went, oh wait, is that the same house? Is it okay? No, we, and then we were introduced <clears throat> no to two characters. House. With a with an, an unconvincing Icelandic <laughs> person in it, uh, but you can tell they're in Iceland because they're wearing jumpers. Yeah, I was about to say that's another yeah. place the budget could have gone. Was hire, hiring anybody from Iceland, which is difficult during COVID. I understand. Yeah, um, you're working under limitations. I mean, Chibnall's a thing to just write, just place, date, fuck it, let's go in his script to make mm. it seem like it's exciting and happening. Um, that's a weird thing. He does tend to globe trot a lot, and that feels. Very, I annoyed me a little bit with the kind of with the with the Matt Smith era as well. The kind of the we're going to go to ten locations in this Doctor Who story is always quite tedious. I don't know. It it yeah. It, it just feels. I don't know when you get all these bits it's fake together. Scale. Yeah, it doesn't. Feel, I mean, yeah. especially considering stuff like we're going to go to Tokyo and it's like one exterior shot of a building and then a building that could have been in London because Daleks are building yeah. a thing. It's like well, and spoilers definitely was in Cardiff. Yeah, um, like fucking yeah. everything. So they didn't go to Iceland mm-hmm. unless they got some stock footage and put a house on it. But then there was a house, and then there were two people who were introduced to, and there was oh, we got some intrigue, and it doesn't matter. They're dead. They're dead now. They weren't, or one of them wasn't real, or something. One of them was fake. One of them wasn't. One of them was fake, and one of them wasn't. And they both got Thanos. Yeah, they're both gone now. So that was a worthwhile scene. Um, didn't need that. Could have just been any room. Could have cut that. He needs a script editor. That's where I think a lot of the budget I would put. Hire. Yeah. Just get any random person off the street with scissors, and just go at his script and tell him to rewrite the bits that get cut out. And I think you'll get a better script, even if it cuts it just, halfway there through. There seems to lines. be there seems to be a need, and I don't know if this comes from the because obviously when you're writing Doctor Who, I imagine one of the biggest concerns is is that. The, the, you'll lose the audience, right? Because you're telling weird stories. Yeah. It does feel like he has a need to show absolutely everything. Yeah. It's something that I've seen... Um, oh, God, I think Red Letter Media do a gag about this where one of the things that like amateur filmmakers often do is they'll show you a car driving all the way to a house, the people getting out of the car, walking to the door, opening the door, walking in. Yeah. And then most professional movies like you know from people who've got a bit of experience they just cut to the people walking into the house right yeah bit of music and feels like it's i mean sometimes a bit of like bit of music long shot a of a bridge shot. if you've got a bridge yeah exactly um i mean or, or, right, or, just know. a hot fuzz does a fucking amazing one with those signal bars the going sh- down th- yeah th- yeah exactly but like and that and Chibnall feels like he's kind of the guy who wants to show you the car driving up the people getting out because we see a lot of scenes which you don't really need. No, the, 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 they aren't moving the story on. They're just it's like this. Like if we like the the whole Icelandic thing, you could just have the bad guy show up with, you know, a, a henchman. Yeah. Henchwoman in, in tow. Like that would be fine. Yeah. Go um, get him from anywhere. Just go into a random Tesco's, big monster in a Tesco's, pull out of somebody. Come on, let's go. Kill everyone in the area. It is a scene. It's an exciting and fun s- scene. Yeah. And oh, superfluous shit. characters as well. Like I, I quite liked the prison, the prison breakout. But why did there need to be two prison guards? You could cut one of those prison guards, the younger one, and just have the older one be, you know, 
gloating about how long they've kept them there and then you know the revenge of the like you could tell that story better with only two characters rather than three there's a lot of points in like that where it seems like there's more being shown than we need to see like as you say like a bit of editing just trim it down get rid of the superfluous stuff it's the fucking it's that infamous wi-fi joke where they do the joke and then they cut to the family going, oh, our Wi-Fi's out. What are we going to do now? Maybe we'll have a conversation. Shot faces to camera. Hold five seconds. Carry on with Dr. Fucking Who. It's just that forever yeah. and always and everything's being explained. And it's just like you said... It, those... feels, it feels like it lacks confidence. It feels like, like, like Moffat... I definitely wasn't like the biggest fan of all Moffat stuff, but like... You got the sense that he thought he thought he was clever, and he expected you to kind of go along with it. Yeah, he had belief um, in his audience. But he I had, think he had confidence in himself oh, and his shit. audience. Which I've just this feels. I've on. remembered something. I've remembered a thought I had. Who are you, Doctor Who? Who am I? No, because Doctor Who doesn't remember thoughts, which is doesn't a clear remember anything. Point nothing. of this fucking episode, we'll get to. Um, yeah, Moffat and Russell T yeah. Davis both wrote for kids before Doctor Who. They wrote kids. Is things. that right? Yeah, I can't remember. What did Moffat write? Press game. Oh, of course, yeah, I did, yeah. Didn't he? which is fucking amazing. Still worth a watch. Mm. Press game. Um, it's a it's a show for kids. It's like let's talk about glue sniffing, and it's wonderful. Um, it's just it's a beautiful. <laughs> it's it's a, all special episodes. Yeah. It's all special episodes, basically. But he wrote it was really fucking young as well. Fuck, fuck you, Steve Moffat. Um, it's great. Press game's a wonderful show. He wrote for kids. He understands kids. So when he's writing a show, he understands how to tailor it for kids. So does Russell T. Davis. Mm. Chris Chibble's never written for kids, so it looks like he writes for adults and then just gives you an extra exposition scene. Yeah, he's he's doing the equivalent of writing... He's writing with a baby voice, right? He's kind of doing the coochie coos. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's like pausing it, being like, okay, sorry, a lot happened there. Let's break it down. So this character here, the Doctor, the good guy, weaponizing race is okay. They are talking to this character. We don't know who they are yet. Ooh, you know, and all this fucking bullshit. We know who they are. They're from the Doctor's super different parallel time universe bullshit. Well, and also, crucially, even if we don't know who they are, because I remember when you and me would talk about kind of a, a Moffat era episode we come onto the call and and you'd uh you know you'd explain that oh that was a that was a reference of this was the thing that happened in 10 years ago in this and this was from 30 like you as a fan you knew all of that lore and for me yeah. it's just like oh they just talked about the great time war fine i get it like the, yeah. you know what i mean like there's a there was enough kind of context clues that i was like i was fine with not knowing all the answers to all the questions and this doesn't feel like it wants to allow that space for mystery yeah hmm I, I mean, is this a mystery? What was being set up here? A threat? A threat, yeah. This is just a big bad... I Well, you texted me, this is Star Trek Generations, and I texted back, no, it's Transformers, the animated movie. <laughs> it's just it's just a big existential bad thing is flying through the air. That's, yeah. Or through, sorry, through the vacuum. Through those um, planets that are parked suspiciously close together in every shot. <laughs> There's just two planets, like, fucking next to each other, and you're like, oh... Well, that was that must have been a difficult fucking orbit every now and then. Get oh fuck, the other planet's coming. Oh, I, I missed think, this time. I think I, I think we if we go into the astrophysics level of nitpicking here, we're going to be here all night down. I think we have to. <laughs> there there are there are battles we have to walk away from. I mean, so if we're doing <laughs> yeah. universe-ending big monstrosity bullshit, yeah. Does anything does anything top Russell T Davis in the history of Doctor Who at least? Does anything top? People pointing up at the sky and going, oh my god, the stars are going out. 
Because that's such well, a that was simple... poetic and beautiful yeah. and simple and interesting, right? Yeah. No, that's 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 a much more compelling, interesting sci-fi trope. Understandable yeah, I, as and well. That, I think that's an understandable and kind of terrifying on like an existential level as well. Like it's just a, yeah, it's it's uh there's yeah something genetic or something like ancestral about like the looking to the stars to know where you are kind of thing. Yeah, I um. But I think that's the thing is I think with with this era, that's been that that kind of poetic epicness has been replaced by three trillion years ago in yeah. <laughs> you know the end of the space time universe. Uh, it's 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 title cards now. We we have yeah. title cards that establish that things are epic and big and f- long ago or far in the future, um, and it's kind of. It's it's not done it wonders to be honest. I think that's I don't think that stuff reads because Moffat was halfway between the two. Moffat would just throw in a phrase like you know, the million year uh, monstrosity or, yeah. or something much better than that. But he <laughs> he he'd, he'd use a he'd use a big title. This was something that was in a Sarah Z video recently of the kind of how a young a lot of dystopian fiction like uh, teen novels mm-hmm. uh, will put in like a declarative name for something like you know the purge yeah. the great war the, the the drought you know these kind of big statements and therefore make it feel epic and mysterious and interesting and moffat was definitely prone to doing that but now we're at a stage where they just pop a title card saying it's a really long time ago <laughs> it's liverpool um, in the 1800s here's a scene someone's doing some mining what happens next we he's don't making know. a thing we're never going back we well that's the thing is we will right but four episodes from now when both of us have forgotten yeah. <laughs> um well no when i've forgotten i'll have forgotten and you'll remember how, how many explain people it to me how many people watching this when you went what's the division everyone's like what i don't know we do you know remember the division you texted was? me no you texted me the division in all caps and i had no idea what you're talking about um, I, t- no, I did other not than the text video game hang yeah. on wait i texted was you was it in all caps no, my all caps thing was look at all my ideas. I am Chibnall, god of ideas. <laughs> That's right. I put ah fuck division drink, and then yeah, I put so she's on, forgotten about it. To me what, explain to me in the audience what the division is, other than um, a game about how we should all have guns. The <laughs> in a global pandemic, guns really help. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the plot of the division. Um, it, that is the plot of the division. It's the missing years of the Doctor's life when they worked for the secret organization known as the Division. It's all the. It's all the. Is that different than Unit? It's Joe Martin stuff. It's where that Doctor came into it. Oh. Okay. All that stuff. Those flashbacks to Island, mm. which didn't actually happen or something. I can't remember. But that, it's, it, that he was working for the Division. But that was a metaphor in the Doctor's mind that the Master was beaming to her from the Matrix on the destroyed ruins of Gallifrey to say, ah, there's a bit of your life missing. None of that was real, I think. This is the bit that if this was a video on YouTube, I would just be looking down the webcam's lens. Oh yeah, normally I'm looking at you on these. I normally look at you when I'm doing these. I know you do. Yeah, we've not got we've not got the video up, oh, but that would be why I'd be doing the I'd be doing the Tim would. stare. I would be doing the Tim stare at oh, that point. Tim the, the I think you mind the gym stare. Oh, oh. Which oh. is canonically the more important of the two now. What's what, the gym, where culturally are we The gym stare. Is, is the gym stare the, I'd say the gym the stare, most... yeah. So you see, I'd say I think I mean, it's both to be fair, isn't that interesting that both of both Tim and Jim have had like the best post office careers? Yeah. Well no, actually 
Carell's doing all right, isn't he? Um, I don't know. John Krasinski's done a lot of shit, isn't he? He has, yeah. He's an endless fucking. He, quite place. Turns out he can write it? a script. Yeah, 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 yeah. No fair play. He tells a story, right? What he does is he will put a couple of characters in front of you, make you care about them, and then go on an adventure with them, yeah. setting up a series of things about those characters' strengths and weaknesses, which will later pay off. Uh, in key action moments uh, while allowing for surprise and intrigue. Well, there's no story oh, in this. those traits. <laughs> there's, no, there's no story in that episode we just watched. It's just plot. Thing happened, thing happened, yeah. thing happened, thing happened, fuck off. We've got no character work at all. I mean, let's let's talk about Dan. He's northern and he's poor. Fan-fucking-tastic. Welcome to representation, <laughs> northern England. It's nice to know you're up there somewhere. <laughs> oh... We have, we have, yeah. he trick or treats. Look, oh, he's given all his stuff away. He's given all his sweet. He had a lot of sweets. He didn't have any, he fucking slagged me off, by the way. Because he went, who likes soup? He was like, oh, who likes soup? I was eating he's a right fucking soup. That. I was eating a fucking soup at that time. That was my dinner today. That's I had fair, soup though. and bread. Because <laughs> I'm secretly no one likes soup. No one, no one legitimately likes soup. I, I actually agree with that. I think fucking that was the soup. In this. I, I had a lovely, it was, it was a Covent Garden soup. Oh, they're so nice. Oh, they're okay. beautiful. They are really nice things. Well, that's your them. southern. That's your southern soup, Dan. That's, that's your that southern is. soup. That's yeah, your, your posh Covent Garden soup. It was. On, it was like one of those like stamp with a yellow sticker. Like buy it fucking now. And I was like, fucking. Don't soup don't me. try and don't try and uh, push <laughs> I your it, working I class it credentials by talking about the yellow sticker. I'm not right. I can't share this because yesterday I was legitimately at a film premiere in Leicester Square Only and went to the after party, and I'm like, yes, yeah. Quaffing my lemonade. Sometimes I worry. Sometimes I worry, Dad, that this show has lost touch with the audience. Um. Well, I, what Doctor Who or the podcast? Because I think both. I think, I think both. Yeah, I think both. I think I think both. Right, that's fair. But yeah, we had so we had we had Dan, who is poor and northern. We got introduced to man with beer can. Well, we know he loves he loves he loves Liverpool. We know he loves Liverpool. He fucking and loves history. Liverpool. I, I do like the idea of a history nerd. I think that's a fun... In a regular series where we were going to see them kind of do an episode a week, I would. I like the idea of history nerd learning about history. That's kind of fun. That There's an angle on that. The kind of the amateur history nerd. Yeah. Um, kind of learning, being able to be useful sometimes, sometimes having an assumption they had challenged. That would be a fun... That's a fun trope for a... Has there been, has there been like a, a history geek... Companion before now. Oh, That's fucking a fun probably. Idea. I'm only, I'm rewatching. Probably right. rewatching. I'm only just watching classic Who because I'm getting the Blu-rays now. I'm watching. Mm. I watched quite a lot of Tom Baker since we last spoke. That's what. That's what my Doctor Who looks like. It's all fucking green bubble wrap and shit. It's amazing. <laughs> Properly. It's also. I'm gonna say this now. A lot of it is shit. It's. Uh, it's. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But it's endearing, and it's it's so low budget. You're watching it like I'm having a fucking good time here. It's like, you know, the whole, the Doctor's going to touch the two things together and wipe out the Daleks. It's like quite a famous bit. Tom Baker, if I touch mm. these two things together, the whole fucking world explodes. The Daleks will be erased. Do I have that permission? He does that later in the episode. He's like, fuck it. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. It's great, though. It's, it's such like, a fun, fun watch. Because you're not just like, mm. you know, it's like sometimes the effects are like legit. Like sometimes it's a hand with bubble wrap on it. And other times they've yeah. just done a really, like, the bubble wrap looks really fucking good. You're like, I'm watching this on a big projector, like, in Blu-ray quality. It was not supposed to be really seen like this. So I'm seeing, like, I can see that that was really well done. Um, mm. And then you got a big robot that's barely on the screen stomping around-ish. And you're like, oh, yeah, this was made with literally 20 pence. Which is, yeah. all of it was spent on army men and tanks, which are clearly toys. 
clearly dies. It's fucking amazing. I really enjoy it. But, but shit, but it's yeah, good shit. That's fun. Yeah, it's, it's good, good shit. shit. It's good shit. Whereas this, this is batchy. Yeah, that's the reality, it, isn't it? Yeah, historian thinks fun. As, a lot. Historian thinks fun as long as a lot of shit happens in Liverpool, which it looks like they're setting that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is his character is <laughs> super fucking dependent on everything happening in Liverpool. <laughs> That's his superpower is he knows everything in Liverpool. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I mean but I mean it will be right, because at some point they're gonna go back to Victorian man who's building a mysterious thing. So they're gonna that will be that episode, right? Yeah. But, um That'll be what I'm hoping is they I'm hoping for my sanity that they chill it out a bit now and we actually do get kind of an episodic. I would like the next episode to be 40% about Sontarians, please. Yeah, or Sontarans even, if you want to... What did I say? Sontarians. I've invented a new... Well, what, well, that's you know, that's the that's the next plot twist. No, it's... um, Yeah, that's what I want. I want just some... Yeah, the Sontaran War, just show me... Just do a story about that, please. Because yeah. what I'm worried about is that they're going to keep this cross-cutting thing just to try and oh i i'm, I don't I'm, so. I'm tired imagining it i hope not it's exhausting it was an exhausting episode it really can't it really was carry on because there's just so many bits i was like oh do you, do you remember that like a lady got sucked into a house <laughs> and do you remember when there was a scene in the shed and do you remember when those people looked at a frisbee and got scared and then those people didn't exist anymore and one of those people was a crystal person <laughs> And then there were, it's just, and then, 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 and then it's over. And then. Speaking about the crystal people, you had a theory, again, you sent me another bit of deep Doctor Who lore, and I have no idea what you're talking about, about who the crystal person is. Did I? Like the the bad guy. The outsider, you said? Something like that. Yeah, I'm talking about Dishonored, mate. It just keeps sucking the doctor into a mystical role. I thought. I was like, oh, the outsider. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's a dude suit who takes you into parallel yeah, yeah, universe. Yeah, yeah. He's just played Dishonored. We're like, I'm fucking having that. I understand. Red okay. Dwarf got a bit of a fucking nick in as well. He made off with quite a big chunk of Red Dwarf, I think. He did. He's got a little bit of the uh, the Thanos, uh, the Thanos yeah. uh, death dusty stuff as well. Yeah, it's, it's, going, it's going a few places. He's like, everyone likes all these things. If I put them all together, it's going to be great. God, I'd forgotten the people in the future. I'd forgotten that nonsense. That's in a different time altogether, right? Or is that... Wait, what yeah, people... that's off in the far-flung future. What people in the future? The the bit you're saying with the Red Dwarf. The, the bloke doing his, his uh, captain's oh, log. Yeah, I think that was in the future. I can't remember because there's the a future? million dates. Or was it far away? Oh. Was it like three trillion far away years or something? Right, so he's not human then. I don't, I don't know. He's clearly Dave Lister. They've gone just... If you had seen a clip from that and they'd gone, oh my God, they've rebooted Red Dwarf, you'd be like, oh shit, they've rebooted Red Dwarf. <laughs> like, you would though, wouldn't you? There's nothing there that would make you go, oh, hang just, on, this is clearly... It's the Liverpudlian accents have, have blinded you. The Liverpudlian <laughs> accents have just put you in that, in that zone. That's what that is. He's got the dreads. He had dreads in the early series as well. I'm just saying. People... There's, there's lots of people in space with dreads, Dan. <laughs> not in fucking that's Doctor Who, there's not. And not in British science fiction, there's two. <laughs> who's, the, who's the other guy with dreads? Okay, this guy. What was his name? Vinder. And Vinder? Yeah, Lister. Um, that's it. Who got? And who does Lister? What does Lister love? Vinder lose. That's it. There's a connection there. It's just, He literally just stole I it think... when he makes his favourite face. You're on your own on this rant, Dan. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> You're on your own here. Oh, 
I like how you thought I knew some insider knowledge. I'm like, no, it's a dishonor joke, mate. You know, games, those things yeah. you make. No, no, see, those things I make. Those things that, I make. That thing I'm, you I'm do all about Deathloop now. I'm all about Deathloop. I'm not. I'm not I fucking hated Deathloop. Deathloop. I'm just saying. Really? Bounced off it like a motherfucker. <laughs> Tried so hard and was like, this, I hate this. Huh. I think this That's is everything. It strikes me as a very Dan game. Oh, yeah. It's all about playing with stuff and systems and all that stuff. Yeah. It turns out it's the world's easiest game and you just breeze through it. And like, no, oh. it's too easy. The difficulty level is too low. And I was like, normally I'd be like, oh, let's crank the difficulty up. Because I'm just literally with any weapon. I've got, I'm so fucking, the abilities are so strong. Once you get the zoom and I can kill everyone immediately thing, mm. you just, that's all you need. And the, the difficulty spikes when you collect the powers and keep them. I have no interest in collecting the powers and keeping them because they're all shit compared to those two. So I'm killing mm. the people that I need to kill to learn how to kill them, but I'm not keeping their powers. So the difficulty's not going up. <laughs> right. I'm like, so... Uh, and that, that, I only found that out after I'd stopped playing it, because I was like, I'm just bored. I just feel mm. like I'm doing the same shit over and over again. And it's just, it's way too hand-holdy. No, fair play. It just tell, it's like this. You played, um, we're, just, we're just chatting now. Yeah. Screwed up. Well, that's what this um, podcast you, is, mate. Have you, have you played, that's true. Have you played Guardians of the Galaxy yet? No, I, I got a review code. Good. I got a review code like two weeks earlier. I was like, shit, I'm going to do that. And then my fucking life went mad and I've just started taking new pills for fucking everything. Um, and my oh. brain, it's fucking new antidepressants, mate. They fuck with your brain. Oh, fun times. Okay. Yeah, Are so, you still hitting that equilibri- equilibrium again? Yeah, and because I, I, I was on, it's the same one I was on before, but during the pandemic, I had to mm. cut them off because there was a pandemic on uh, and I couldn't yeah. get any more. Uh, and then right. uh, I was in, I was, so I was doing therapy and I was like therapy I'll just keep up with therapy and I'll get back on the pills afterwards or maybe therapy will rewrite and then my therapist just fucking vanishes um, shit uh, <laughs> one of the worst things a therapist can do can they can't do, I literally Jesus. yeah it was too like a, like this company stuff that has lots of them and was like uh, yeah he's gone like he had a family emergency and he missed the thing mm. and then he was just gone and I'm like shit okay now i have no because we were like literally we were like okay we've hit sort of like you know two years of therapy and we're gonna we're yeah. kind of working at how, now how we're gonna like leave this pandemic because i've got huge anxiety you know I've, it's built into uh-huh. my fucking brain um and, you know we're gonna deal with this anxiety also you've got adhd we're gonna deal with that and we're gonna get you know we're gonna get you through this and we're gonna kind of as the world opens slowly integrate you've gone <laughs> and i'm like ah jeez i have yeah, nothing right. And then, and then, but everything's gone like to phones. You have to do shit on phones and stuff. And I can't do phones. My therapist is like, you've got PTSD from phones from your times in a fucking call center. Literally PTSD because it was so fucking horrible. Mm. Just constant abuse and shit. I'm like, cool, this is cool. I'm really having a good time. And so it took a lot of fighting stuff. And I finally, I finally got in front of a fucking doctor. The doctor looked at me and went, you are the most anxious man I've ever seen. That is a Aww. quote from my doctor. And I went, cool. <laughs> um, help and they were like okay what were you on before 50 milligrams yeah we'll put you up to 200 so I'm, I'm going oh, up oh shit okay I'm going up Definitely. gradually and I've got meat awesome. and, that's, and that's and that's helping right now that it's starting so your system's getting used to it yeah it's been yeah. a week and a half so I'm now coming on to the ah here we go I mean I was at a fucking red uh, like red carpet event and I didn't know I was going to until the day off <laughs> talk about anxiety inducing events <laughs> I know, right? Like, I'm like premieres are just the weirdest fucking thing, anyway. Especially, I imagine if it's your film. Yeah, 
like because I was like I'm not I'm not on the guest list I'm just going to appear I'll, I'll sign a few things or whatever but there was like a red carpet thing I'm, I'm like because like without anxiety kind of like keeps me grounded and then this I'm like fuck yeah. it and I'm on the red carpet like it's me and everyone's like signing shit um, it's fun That's it's fun. really fun I think I got I met everybody that came to see me which is always nice always I was literally they kicked us out and I was outside still signing shit and taking photos I oh, love doing really that cool. shit. I love doing that shit. It was Absolutely. so nice to be able to do it. Um, yeah, so, but so, that was, I can't remember why I got on the topic of anxiety. We were just chatting. Just chatting. Mate. We are. You were saying why you hadn't played Guardians of the Oh, yeah. So all this, all this has fucking happened. I literally started taking it because I got the code the day I got my pills, and I'm like, I'm fucking out of it. I can't play it. That's why I've not played Guardians of the Galaxy. Incidentally, did I mention I have ADHD? Uh, you will like it. You will like it. I'm not sure gameplay wise. I think you'll be a bit meh on it, but I think you'll love the writing. You'll yeah, like no, the, I'm, uh, the I've heard game. I've heard all right things about it. I'm tr- yeah, I'm yeah, it's solid, it's solid. I've got the new Doctor Who game. I've got a bunch of games I was going to play, and I just didn't. My recording oh, they did that, didn't they? They released it's the VR one, right? They released it in kind of like as a first person. Yeah, but it's of... it's more a bit more content in there, a bit of David Tennant in there because he's popular and oh fun. Jodie's really not. Jodie's not popular. She's, I... not... she's, she's good. She's not. What is well? This is a turn. Uh, the 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 uh, in this the, the in this episode. The, in this episode, <laughs> there yeah, was, was great in this episode. No, there were a lot of moments. Where I was like, "There's a bit where she's like, it's the end of the universe,' and she was kind of like, oh, yeah, there it is.'" <laughs> and I'm like, "Do you think she's checked out a little bit?" I would by this point, to be honest. I wouldn't be because uh... I think she's been. I genuinely like historically. I think she's been great. I think she's just had terrible material to work with. I think as, like, as far as the show ambassador for the show goes, she has been above and beyond. She has been mm. fantastic. I think everything she's done for the show has been superb. I just think everything on the show sucks. <laughs> the show I, I'll stand is up for Jodie a bit. I'll stand up for her. I think she's solid. I think she's just I just think she's often given weird shit to to read. A um, lot of a lot of horrible not doctory shit. It's she's not the doctor. It's tonally weird, especially this episode, and I think it was something you I know something you were weirded out by or pissed off by but the the conversation with yaz where it feels like they're mates it feels like an argument between friends not like a a doctor companion conversation at all like it's definitely like it's a a very strange yeah i don't understand it they're they're, so i did not like clara because i did not like the doctor and clara constantly butting heads and being those you know you get those like those like two friends who are always fucking fighting you're like your lives would be better if you just fucking stop talking Yes. Just you, you just stop talking, and that that whole I think thing that's was us stop sometimes talking. down. I think that's, I think, I think that's <laughs> no, no. Your life would be better if you stop talking to podcast. me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my life vastly improved by talking to you. Like this is this oh, is, that's very kind. Uh, my wife's life also vastly improved because I get all this shit off my chest. So I don't have to fuck on for the rest of the week. I think I, that's a big part of it. And here's another thing: partners benefit from us having each other to moan to about Doctor Who. I think that's true. I think that's true. I I did write some notes during this because I I was bored. <laughs> I just for that bit I, I, I wrote two lines one is Yaz has a character trait neediness <laughs> I forgot how fucking needy she is it's so was she before yes that something that's been yes. there before yes okay. I was in prison for 20 years you left me for six months oh yeah I remember that yeah there's been a pandemic on I've not seen my family in a year but yeah six months fuck it <laughs> it's a good Christmas. It's a good Christmas. But my the other note was why, why is this fight happening? 
Yeah. Why isn't Jody just being like, ah, oh, I know this guy. This guy's important. It felt mechanical. It felt like it was there because it had to be for some for some structural reason. It's that thing when you see again like a new screenwriter like adding in a scene to hit a a narrative beat, you know. Oh yeah. shit! It's the end of Act Two. We need something perilous to happen, you know. It's it's I I mean I've always said that there's no conflict between Jody and the companions, and there's been like mm. one scene where Jody's like, "Could you all just shut fuck up? I'm the doctor. I need to work." And I'm like, "There she is! Come back!" <laughs> and that was a beautiful <laughs> that was a beautiful thing. But like. This was just like, why aren't you telling me stuff? Because I don't want to tell you stuff. <laughs> I felt like Chibnall going like, oh, not enough conflict is there. Typey, 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 type. Now there's conflict. Oh, it's artificial conflict. Yes, because I, I don't know how to write it unless people are murdered or raped or whatever Broad Church was about. <laughs> Miserable fucking show. <laughs> I, I still need to watch it. You don't. I feel like you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know like at the end of every episode of the good place they reveal like a new piece of the puzzle and you're like oh shit and then you get like a season reveal and it's like oh shit yeah when, when broadchurch when broadchurch revealed stuff i was like what and then at the end i was like oh, all right oh <laughs> i've had more entertaining church sermons read to me by dead priests like it's just <laughs> Or Speaking of uh, church sermons, have you watched uh, Midnight Mass yet? What's Midnight Mass? Never heard of it. Midnight Mass. It's on Netflix. It's a horror-y show, which I don't want to spoil anything about for you, but genuinely excellent. You'd love that. I'm not a big horror fan. Watch Midnight Mass. I tend to avoid Me horror neither. More, more creepy horror. Oh, I do like a bit of the old creepy horror. Simmering kind of... Watch <laughs> it, genuinely. I think, right. I think you'll be into that. It's... Uh, yeah, it's very good. I, I don't. It's one of those shows where if I tell you why I think you'll like it, you'll it'll ruin like three episodes of, uh, of I tell, development. I tell you what, I got to. I got to catch up with my fucking wrestling, mate. I'm, I'm a few days behind. Whoa, I'm back in the wrestling. Fuck it now. Whoa. Were you ever out of it? Were you ever out of the wrestling? I thought yeah. you were into wrestling from day one. Yeah, yeah no. I mean, not day, I I got into it as an adult, which I always find quite weird. I I, I was mm. like, yeah, fuck it. Now I'm twenty fucking four or something. Let's, let, let now let's do wrestling <laughs> now's the time now's the time to get into wrestling but at it's, now yeah. is the time yeah. to get into wrestling literally now because there's this new yeah. boy in the block called AEW uh, AEW AEW which is AEW yeah. AEW as it's known mm-hmm. in the business uh, which is all yeah, elite yeah. wrestling which is basically it's just hit it's two year anniversary and it is just like matching WWE in like television rankings and shit and it's like just, so okay and it's so not it's a different. It's a it's, different wrestling. So it's a whole new entertainment product, right? It's a, no, this is wrestling. New... WWE is sports entertainment. This one is like we're professional wrestlers doing professional wrestling, and all the different like you see like in a, in a one show you'll see like Japanese style, Mexican style, the American style. Where WWE is the WWE style, and it just gets kind of flat and boring after. But it's a while. it's professional, but it's like scripted, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, all that kind of shit, yeah. vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean the most recent oh, cool. the most recent match because because it was uh, yeah, just before Halloween. The the team yeah. of the bad guys were dressed up as the Ghostbusters and they had the big inflatable <laughs> Stay Puff Marshmallow Stay Puff Marshmallow Man come out. But then he re- took his head off and revealed it was one of the good guys who kicked the shit out of him for a while. Oh, Fucking ace, mate. This is great. But I, I was Sounds I just, amazing. I was watching Midnight when, um, Mass has a different tone. Midnight I feel Mass like has it a different does, tone. Yeah. 
but it does have the star of North Star Rising in it, so that's good. Ah. Rahul's in that one, so yeah. So, oh, so you're, there you go. That's, your, that's how I'm going to get you into it. That's how I'm going to get you into it. It's North, the North Star Rising connection. I think that's why a lot of people watched it, to be honest, was just to hear more from that cast, you know? Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like, North Star, what? <laughs> I'm, are you surprised I listened to it? I fucking I went. Uh, yeah, no, I did my work. I mean, it seems very you. It yeah, seems I like, like your it's shit. Kind though, of, that's the thing. I do like your your little. You do find yeah yeah the way you steal stuff is sneaky. It's what I do as well. When I'm you a steal sneaky it, stealer. Yeah, you sneaky yeah. steal it. You get that tone in there because tonally, you listen to that in that first episode. You're like, oh, we're hitchhikers. It, well, I yeah. finished that first that first episode after, of course, spoiling it for myself. Um, listening to the sixth episode. Yeah. <laughs> And I went, this kind of feels like a hitchhiker's adventure game. That was the tone mm. I had, apart from the fucking oh, Babelfish cool. puzzle, which is which is sick. So I'm excited to, you know, listen to... I can't go back in time and unfuck it for myself. It's so annoying. <laughs> Fix the fucking episode order. Um, I, I, it's, I've already moved on. I know, it's like on. years ago. It's Yeah, I've, I've, I've released like two games since then, man. Come on. Man. What have you been doing? Yeah. I, I, I'm not on Twitter or anything. You, I can't remember. You did a VR I thing did, that I never uh, fucking looked at because you put it on weird you did headsets. VR. You did VR. Well, on the, on the now, what's it called now? The meta? Yeah, we did that. <laughs> the meta. Uh, fucking... The meta. Uh, that was Arksmith. That's a that's a cool game. That was that was really uh, fun to work on. That was uh, my our first game that I didn't actually direct. That was directed by oh, shit. a fellow I work with called Nick, which was awesome. So it's a nice big step for us as a studio. Um, and I did a Solitaire Conspiracy. Oh, which wait, is, shit out uh, of that, mate. That's fucking rad. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. cool. Thank you. Day one, mate. Day one, I was there. Day right. one. Day one. Yeah, Fair play. Wait, that, that means Ark Smith came out after that. Ark Smith came out after that. Oh, yeah, fuck. Otherwise, I was like, I just totally blanked on one of your projects. <laughs> I just no, Solitaire Conspiracy. Solitaire Conspiracy basically is what I was making uh, when I I was on a gap between things while the rest of the team was working on Ark Smith. I, I did that one. Yeah, that's good. It's a fucking so, yeah. gorgeous little yeah. thing. It really irritated me how pretty it was and how much I enjoyed it. It's very pretty. Well, that's that's Jen, the uh, the character artist, is awesome. Yes. She's amazing. Like all the all the portraits and that, she's brilliant. I love it. It's got. I like that. Did you ever play Ruthless.com? I don't think I did. It's no, a I don't fucking know obscure one. I if you search for it, it's I'm literally like one of the top fucking results for it. It's it's just it was a Tom Clancy game, but it was. It's a turn-based business empire building game built on a grid, and it's got some of my favourite like character portrait. If you can track a copy, <laughs> you of literally game, are. You literally, literally are. No, I, no one has heard it. of this fucking game. I had a demo for it for so fucking long, but it didn't have a tutorial, mm-hmm. so I had to kind of work out how to play it. And then I got the full game, and I got the full game working, and I clicked the tutorial button, and it's like open up the instruction manual, and the fucking dish that I had didn't have the instruction manual. <laughs> I still don't know how to play it. I love that game, though. I play it a lot. This is the ugliest game I've ever seen, though. Fair play. I'm just watching your your video of it. I've got that real nostalgia for it. I think it's just like... I want... I want... Because the way I was going to say is... Because Solitaire Conspiracy with its big bright colours, I want it... I want the Solitaire Conspiracy shaders on that fucking game. Can we remake that? Ubisoft will say the rights for like 50p. They love releasing a Tom Clancy thing. That is nice. That's a nice idea. We'd love to do that. Yeah. We we we're we're quite into. There's quite a few little uh, kind of uh, quite a few people on the team are into strategy games. So. Oh, actually, yeah, I've got. I've go. got. I'll pitch you something after this. Go on the. Oh, <laughs> you pitch me a game. I can pitch you a game. I've come up with a game. I'm like, fuck, this is the best game ever. Yeah, because that's that's really it's a weird coincidence. I just ran out of ideas. So yeah. That's really useful. Yeah, yeah. Thank I, you. I like yeah, to no, be, I, I, I like I to like, be the shit, ideas guy. Gonna... Why don't they just yeah, pay me to like, be the ideas guy, Mike? 
so like what you want like 50 percent of profits in exchange for the idea right yeah no, I, no you know what actually I I, you know what i just want right i get that dm like once a week it's brilliant you know i just want mike i've got a great idea for a game i'll i'll, I'll give you the idea if you give me 50 percent of the profits you know what i want right like, yeah because i've got Go i mean i've got design documents if you want them like i'm <laughs> i do i do work i just want to play it and i've got no pro i mean i am married to you know a you... programmer for but, uh, <laughs> but you've made games. You've made games. Yeah, you've, in, you've in like fucking click and play equivalents, just like little tiny mm. market. But I am, I, I'm going to try for Christmas and get some like programming books and learn it. I, f- I fancy learning it. I fancy getting in on you it should. properly. Yeah, that's the uh, maybe grand. Uh, I've got this game where basically we simulate everything, right? The whole yeah, yeah it's the like open, an MMO. It's an MMO. It's like an MMO. Anything, you can go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you can do yeah. anything, right? In it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna write this down. Yeah, go on. Yeah. And there's dragons. Um, dragons, dragons. And the trailer, dragons. right? I've got this scene trailer. Last scene of it, a dragon roars and breathes fire at the screen. That's fantastic. Is the logo made of fire as well? It burns and then it fades away, and then yeah. there's the logo. We're gonna be millionaires. <laughs> Anyway, um, what we t- we talk about Yaz? <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> so, sorry, we were about, about half an hour ago. Yeah, half an hour ago, we were talking about Yaz, yeah. and I got ADHD. Yeah. So I'm just trying to bring that forward. Oh my god, my favorite of the episode. I got a proper belly laugh <laughs> out of one bit of the episode was Yaz's dramatic "I am the Doctor" moment. <laughs> Because you know Tennant when the Titanic's about to crash into Earth and he turns around and goes, I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Kasturbaris. I'm going to fucking yeah. save all of you cunts because I'm the fucking Doctor. And it's all sparking. He's going, the Moffat oh, special. Oh, yeah. yeah, Russell, Russell T. Davis wrote that one. Um, but you know, those... I know, but Moffat, but Moffat yeah. definitely, like... I think the first episode of Moffat's run was oh, Matt yeah, Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah, Straight away, Matt Smith about, going, like, yeah. explaining how badass he was to a bad guy, right? Yeah, c- c- back the fuck off. Look at my history. I'm this guy. Fuck you. Yeah, all those yeah. kind of bits. Yaz had a moment in this episode. Like, she gets the dramatic rising music. The ha da 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 And then, like, the fucking camera pans across, zooms in on her, and she's like, I'm Yaz. Mm. I'm a police officer. Well, I used to be a police officer. <laughs> and then she just it's turns kind of around and gets back on with what she was doing. And then just kind of stops. And I'm like, wait, what the f- Is that it? Is that legitimately <laughs> all you're fucking doing? It, that That's was what we're doing. That's a what proper we're doing. belly laugh from me. That was the that was the highlight. That was hilarious. What was the one that got me? I tw- I texted at you. What was the, the little was house? Line. I was, can't live in that. The little house. I can't can't live in that. That got me. I'll tell Bishop, you what got me. Bishop delivered that well. I like that. I can't live in that. I, I, I like I I've, I I I had a laugh and then tutted at myself for laughing. I've got a bone to pick with you. The doctor said that to the dog. I, went, I got a bone to pick with you, and I went. Ah, fuck. There was not enough dog puns. <laughs> I would have done so many. I would have loaded that with dog puns and made the dog really yeah, angry rough. that it's a dog. Yeah, precisely. I mean, the, I'll review this episode. Woof. You know, it's just fucking... Yeah. A load of flux. They made that too easy. They made that speaking too of which, easy. Speaking of which, it, it wouldn't be an episode of this show if I didn't ask you what's the opinion of that specific forum you always oh, look at. Gallifrey base. Gallifrey There it is. Base. Go check in on that. Let's find out. It's always a good... I feel like this is always the midpoint in these sort of things. Because <laughs> midpoint. We're an hour in. We're an hour in. But this is always a midpoint because this is where we realise everyone really liked it. And we're wrong. And there's always a point where and we we'll start getting... Re- we'll no, we start getting really aggressive. I've been listening to a few of these back and we started like fucking late on thick at this point. So it's nice, you know. <laughs> we really dig down deep at this point. 
All right, I'm into Gallifrey based. The top thing is yay for Yaz. Oh, God. I don't know what we're yaying at. So where's the rate or review? There we go. Um, oh, again, people are t- tweeting me questions for the podcast. Oh, Is that shit. thing we're going to do? Yeah. That feels very professional. Hang on. What are we going to give this episode? I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, for it me, says, it, was, it was this, one of the yeah, worst. It's yeah. got wor- it says this one's bad, but it's got some good in it. It's just there. That's yeah, I'd, I'd, the, I'd give it. I'd be. I'd be a three or a four. Yeah, I'd be yeah. around there. Four is it's below average, but only just. This was way below average. Okay, I'm kicking this down I to a three. Apologise for going that wrong. I'm going what's for a the, three. Uh, what's the what's what's the four? I'm saying eight. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I remember the thing about that forum is they like it when lots of things happen. They like it when if lots, lots of, of things, things happen. happen. It's a I, good episode. I will say yeah. that there is quite the bump at three. <laughs> There's us old little cunts who hate everything. I fucking hate the thing. Um, yeah, it's so a. It's certainly it's certainly worthy of high praise. Is what eight's caption is, and people read that after watching the episode and went, "I agree with that." That's it. That's that's where we want to put it. Yeah, uh, for mm. nine. So that was twenty eight twenty eight point nine percent of people gave it an eight. Okay, it's quite that's quite strong. Yeah, uh, the next biggest is seven. Mm-hmm. Then nine, then ten, then six, then three, then one, then five, then four, then two. Okay. So the, it was the consensus. It got an eight. So the consensus is, yeah, it was all right. That's what an eight yeah. means, isn't it? An eight is like, yeah, it was all right. I think it definitely, if you if you're if you're in the market for lots of Doctor Who, that was definitely an advert for lots of Doctor Who. Yeah, but there's not. It's the littlest amount of Doctor Who we've ever had. Because the next Doctor Who we got... So we've got six episodes in a row now. So on Sundays. Although the BBC were not making it clear if all of them were about to go out at the same time on iPlayer as like a binge set sort of thing. Bingey box set. They Mm. were like, stream it, flock streaming from this day. And then it just, it hasn't. Um, Ah. And then we've got three specials next year. We will have... Are those the Russell T Davies ones? No. That's still cheap. No. no, that's that's so we got these six episodes is flux, and then Jody's got three more episodes, which will okay. be New Year's, Easter, and then the centenary celebrations for the BBC. Okay. And then there will be a gap until November twenty twenty three, which is when Russell takes over. And that's not with Jodie Whittaker. That will not be with Jodie Whittaker. Jodie is leaving. And hopefully okay. taking fucking Yaz. Away. Have you on the Doctor Who uh, YouTube page? They upload sort uh-huh. of um, little games and stuff that the cast play. And watching okay. the chemistry between Jodie Whittaker and the name is escape. Who the fuck plays Yaz? I don't know. I, I I can't even get the guy who plays fucking Dan. So there's where I am. I need to. You know who uh, my, is in my head? Oh, wait, uh, it's Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin playing Dan. Because <laughs> you said fucking Thanos too much. <laughs> That would be a different, yeah. That'd be a different show. That'd be a different show. Who the fuck? Say professional Doctor Who podcast. Do, do, uh, no, I'm trying to remember the name of Dan. Don't tell me because he's a fucking famous comedian. Dan. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, fuck. Hang Queen, on. Queen King Rook Porn. David. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Hang on. Wait, I'm just gonna... As the actress said to the... John. Bishop! There you go. John Bishop. That was... Mantip Gill. That was I'm excellent delivery. <laughs> Mantip Gill. Anyway, it's really important because today... Today, yeah. today, yeah. as of yeah. this episode, Yaz mm-hmm. is the longest mm-hmm. serving Doctor Who companion. Is that right? I think so. Longer than Rose. Rose was only in two seasons. This is the start of the third no. season for Yaz. So if it comes to episodes, I think they're sort of there. But for, uh, you know, number of series, it overtakes quite a lot. But for how long mm. Yaz has been the companion in terms of years, mm. Yaz is the longest serving companion. Interesting. Yeah, so Yaz has been around for ages, and here's what we know about her. She's a needy police officer. <laughs> who just fights with well, the doctor so this, for no on, on this topic, uh, Hannah on my Twitter asks, Has Chibnall gone from zero to a hundred with Yaz? Last episode, she's doing sweet fuck all, and this episode, flying the TARDIS, able to break into alien tech prisons, and was answering the questions before the Doctor. How much time has passed since the last episode? So it sounds like you and Hannah would agree on all of this. Sounds like you and Hannah are simpatico. Yeah, Yaz has been given the Clara treatment, where suddenly they're on par with the Doctor. I mean... The special space person. Yeah, yeah, they're now special space person, could do everything. Because Rose never got that until Rose went away and came back. And Rose still wasn't like... Rose knew shit. Because Rose went away, the naive little, you know, naive little child. Well, when she started, was naive child, and then came back as sort of like defender of Earth and like fucking glow up. Look at that. Martha Jones was fucking smart out the gate. Donna got her mind erased. Um, Amy became a model. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's just a bit of a thing. And Clara became a something. I can't remember what happened to Clara. Bill got killed. Do people still talk about Matt Lucas? Was he was he technically a companion? Yeah, he was only whole series. Was it a whole series? Whole I series. Dan, this all blurs into one for me. I'm I'm. I'm only. Doing... I don't even know how. I don't. I don't even know how long we've been recording this show for. I don't know when we started. We started like, with Jodie's me... first episode because we went. That was really good. Let's make a show. The show's called Fuck Yeah Doctor Who, and all we do is fuck off Doctor Who. <laughs> it was built on our joke. We watched it and we're tweeting like that was really fucking good because that first episode's really fucking good with a few like wobbly bits. But we're like, oh, oh shit, no, this is right, potential. Yeah, we started this show because we were excited by the first episode, and then Picard was on, and we just what started talking about that for a while, and now we just fucking. Oh, hate God, it. we did do Picard. We, <laughs> we even Picard, did an episode. Of, we just started moaning about. Well, yeah, we did an episode of this. Which, well, Picard fucking fell off a fucking cliff, didn't it? Let's be real. I mean, Lower Decks has Lower redeemed Decks the entire the franchise for me. Lower Decks is incredible. I'm, I'm so Prodigy good. has now aired, which is fucking irritating because that was my idea for fucking thieving bastards. Is that good? I've not... I don't know. It's I've sort of aimed it. at teens and stuff, but I want to try and track a copy of it down. So it's not airing in this country. Mate, I've got horrible news for you about Doctor Who. Horrible news for you about it's Doctor Who. It's not aimed at teens. stuff it's... aimed at teens. Let's no, get no, real talking no, about Doctor no, Who. No, no, no. Doctor Who's aimed at families. Groups. Is it? Everybody Doctor Who's aimed at. That's why it's so wonderful. Things aimed at teens tend to piss me off because they're <laughs> teenagers. Look at class. Look, look. If you aim things at teenagers, you get class. Did, oh, gosh. Did, I only saw the first episode of that. Everyone only like, watched no, the first episode me. of that, Mike. Yeah. Everyone stopped after that first episode. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. It's like when you, everyone's like, you should watch Skins. It's really good. You watch the first episode and go, no, I'm too old Skins for this. Skins was good. Skins was good when we were that age. Yeah, I wasn't ever that age, Mike. 
You were never that. I age. went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, four, one, four, two, four, three, four, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. All right. I'm just saying that's what I did, mm. and we all know Fair that. But yeah. So anyway, Yaz is the youngest. We can't focus on Yaz. We've got a, we got a question in. Yeah, Yaz has got a lot of shit going on now. Um, and a lot of... I don't know where that needed this has come from. So that, so the implication is that there's been quite a lot of time travelling because there was a lot of exposition at the start of really fun of it. Mm. Remember when we were on fucking Wankiest Prime and all this fun stuff happened that we're not going to show? Mm. Uh, I hate that shit. I hate that shit. It was bad in Moffat's era when he's like, haha, I'm friends with Einstein. But then he'd get a fucking picture out and I was like, okay, you win it back because you've actually got a photograph mm. of Einstein, Santa Claus and the Doctor hanging out at Marilyn Monroe's house or whatever the fuck it was. And this is like, remember when we were on fucking Twackers 4 and the Abacus people came over and said, your days are numbered. And I was like, and, and Yaz is like, what? M remember when we're now trapeze artists? Mm -hmm. That was a plot point that they're both trapeze that artists a plot point. now. All of so a sudden, yeah. They've learned a lot in that time, um, but apparently the Doctor has been chasing this person that entire time, and apparently they didn't find the dog who who was always there. And the Doctor I'm getting tired as this sentence goes. Like, You're right, man. And the, do the Doctor has a time machine okay. that can go anywhere, unless it's going from London to New York, in it's which okay. case it takes eight hours for some reason. That was a plot point earlier. Why didn't the Doctor understand the timelines when she met the Blink Lady? She was like, it's been in the wrong order. The Doctor's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, love. Next to her time yeah, machine that she pilots. Yeah. She was like, what? What are you talking about? I'm the Doctor. <laughs> to quote the Doctor, I hate not understanding. No, no. That's the exact opposite. The Doctor loves not understanding. <laughs> That Literally. line, when that line, when that line happened, I knew, I knew you were going to be angry. Like, like I literally heard your he your voice in my head of like the doctor doesn't want to understand things. Well, it's, the doctor yeah. did want to understand things, but hates the concept of not understanding. The that's not the doctor. The doctor loves not understanding anything because that means the doctor's about to understand something. Yes, that's yeah, the doctor. Yeah. If there's a big, if there was a big thing blowing up a planet. You know, Tennant would look he at it with his big, big mystery, wide yeah. puppy eyes and he'd go, oh, oh shit, we got to run away, you know. And Capaldi would be like, 10 billion people died on that planet. And then he'd cry. Um, but, you know, like this dog. Tennant, just... Tennant would actually go, oh, at it. Yeah. yeah. No, Ten... it's... Jody kind of was like, oh, shit, those two planets that are really close to each other got knackered. I, I like we got a shot of the people on the planet dying just so we knew that they were inhabited. Well, that was literally a shot from Transformers the Animated Movie, which which bothered me a lot as a kid. Um, is Spock going to be in this one as well, do you think? I, I Well, if he does, I hope he swears again. Um, because I, <laughs> I, I remember as a kid, that was the, the one shit. In a just watching a Transformers cartoon that the word shit is yelled uh, high volume. I remember just as a kid being like, wow, this is some grown-up stuff I'm watching right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm hoping for Galvatron. That's what I'm waiting for. You know, or uh... isn't that a mouthwash? Galvatron. Oh, so Gav's got it. It's, it's indigestion. It's indigestion. Oh yeah, Galvatron. <laughs> take a Galvatron. Tried so hard. I'm so tired, <laughs> yeah. Mike. Rec Recgar Recgar is uh, is uh, anti-inflammatory. It's, uh, it's the whole. Dare to be stupid. Uh, dare to be stupid. I feel fucking stupid after watching that. I was so. I was like, I was like, I could just skip it. Because I was going to watch them all in one go and sort of like rip a plaster off as quickly as you can sort of thing. 
I thought that would be the better way of doing it. But I'm only still watching them because I get a text from you telling me I have to. That's the only reason. I'm only still watching them because I get to talk to you about them and I think this makes for entertaining internet content. Internet content. We've well, got to feed the machine, haven't you? you got to feed this the is, machine, this mate. Is, this, is, this, is, this is the content. This is what well, I've want. got another podcast now, Dan. I'm... Uh, Oh. I've uh, I found another podcast. Do you listen you... to my other podcast? I don't. Li- no, my I fancy think... Hollywood friends. What fucking podcast are you on now? I do um, play, watch, listen with uh, Austin, Troy, and Alana. Wait, you know what? who that? Fine. No, That's I fine. don't know who the fuck they. Who are they? There's just first names. I'm not on first name basis. Oh, people. Alana, you're obviously right. Alana Pierce, who's a, a writer at Santa Monica uh, Studio. Uh, Austin Wintry, who's a composer of many a game. And Troy Baker, who's an actor who's in every bloody thing. He's in everything, yeah. When you, when you said Troy, I'm going to be honest, I thought you meant and Arbed. And I was like, oh shit. In the morning, yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh look at you! I feel I'm so it's not like after being the star of a red carpet event. It's nice for you to ground me, Mike. That's what I come to you for. As you, nothing that you're you you were the star. I've never been the star of a red carpet event. I've attended premieres, but never for anything I worked on. Closest I came was doing um, John Wick, but I wasn't. I didn't work on John Wick. Obviously, I worked on the game, so I was still kind of off to the side. You know, enjoying that from afar. But you were the star. That's amazing. I was the star, baby. I'm a bit. I was on the big. My face was yeah. on the big screen. On the big screen. On the big shiny screen with the little buttons that click you and they go, ooh, and your chair goes back. I like that. That was nice. That's really cool, man. That must have been a lovely evening. It was good. It was the first night in a big place. I've probably got COVID, but I'll check that. Um, <laughs> if I die, I went the to a thing is, right, last though, week and I've definitely caught it, yeah. Yeah, if I, if I do die, I don't yeah. think I'd be sad not knowing how this Doctor Who ended. <laughs> that's the review that's it nothing we can say nothing we can say for the rest of this episode is going to be as good a summary of your feelings about this episode as as what you just said that's amazing i mean if you end it like right now the canon ending is the universe ended the earth was destroyed and the doctor's dead and i'm like yeah all right how 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 did you like doctor who i wouldn't care if i died that's the thing I'm worried oh. about I'm like oh, I don't want to die before like you know God of War 2 because that's going to be fucking I'm like that weirdly and... I'm like that with the Marvel movies like yeah. I'm, 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 I'm I definitely want to see all the Marvel movies yeah um, which is kind of sad but yeah I do no I love them mate don't don't oh. ever fucking apart I love what if I love it I didn't love Black Widow I thought Black Widow was fucking awful god there's what a fucking a lot of fun Black Widow why don't we do why don't we do podcasts about the shows we like <laughs> we do it that's the fucking point we started this fucking show to talk about a show we both liked oh. my favourite TV show oh. it's called fuck yeah Doctor Who I think you're I think you're gonna be I I think I hope I think it's gonna I think we're we're all set now for a story of retribution and uh, reconciliation uh, you know this. Your the show's going to get better from here on out. I think. No, and it's you're not. Gonna, you're going to grow to love it. You're going to grow to love it. It's not. We've got like how many episodes we got there? Five, six, seven, eight. I'm counting them down, mate. It's like Advent. I'm counting it down. And Russell takes back over. 
I hope we get. <laughs> That's two years away. Don't give a oh. fuck, mate. I'm going to be alive, and I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to be angry. So that's there's your, that's what you're going to live for. That's what you're going to live it's for. The, that's what I'm so there for. You would yeah. care if you died. You yeah, would care not for this died. like you this story. Out, like, oh well. You want to outlive Chibnall? That's what you're I saying. I want to outlive Chibnall in every way. <laughs> I uh, want to erase Chris Chibnall from fucking history. <laughs> Oh, I don't, that's 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 too personal. I'm going to rewrite do, I, Doctor I, I Who. I'm going to bring Capaldi position. in, and I'm going to reshoot mm. his regeneration scene and have a different thirteenth Doctor and be like, the rest was a dream, and then just carry on from there. I'm going to just take it out. It never happened. Fuck it. <laughs> but Black Widow is fucking shit. I will say, but I didn't like Black Widow at all. It's got some of the worst plot devices I've ever seen. It's like, ah, if you smell me, then you can't kill me. We're in a big room. I'll go over there. Just go over the other side. <laughs> Spray, spritz some perfume. Yeah, it's just... I liked. Um, I really liked. Uh, is it David Harbour? I loved. I loved his character in it. I enjoyed that. I like the. I, I can. I can relate to the big guy trying to be decent, but ultimately often fucking it up. That's, oh, that's, the uh... Cap- Russian Captain America. Russian Captain America. I, my... I, I felt a connection to that character. Biggest issue with the film was with Russian Captain America. Really? You yeah. didn't like that? Well, I know. I loved him. I loved him. And what's his setup? What is his setup as a character, Mike? What's his setup as a character? What happened? Why is he in jail? Who did he fight? Uh, we don't know. He fought Do Captain America. Yeah, he fought Captain America. His Do whole we know thing. That? I thought yeah, that was the whole, to be like, like his, eight his times. bullshit lies these tell people. Okay. Yeah, but he's always saying... Captain America, I fought Captain America. Oh, Captain America. Oh, I fought Captain America. I yeah. know how to fight Captain America. He's I lying, isn't he? isn't he? Isn't he, isn't he boasting? Yeah. Because he couldn't have done well, or he, he Or he fought somebody else who was dressed up like Captain America. And it's like Well, there were several away. Captain Americas, weren't yeah. there? Well, that's what that's what they cover in um, uh, Winter, Falcon and the Wind Soldier, that there were other Captain Americas. Yeah, so he yeah. fought Captain America. He fought a Captain America, yeah. And then in that film, he fights Taskmaster, mm. who has... The fighting styles of Captain America. Mm. So you've got a guy who fought Captain America, or claims to have fought Captain America, yeah. coming up against the actual Captain America, basically. Well, so, and also all the other people and also all the other yeah. people there. But you've got like the finally it's the Captain America fight that he could always want. And they just don't mention it. It never comes up, Mike. They don't mention it. I'm like That's a stretch. That's not a That's fucking a stretch. He's like, I fought Captain America. There's Captain America to fight. Uh, it's like he's, in t- he's mentioned it like eight fucking times in that film. He's like, I fought Captain America, you know. He's handing out business cards in the prison. He, did, he literally, the opening, I don't think the he opening did. My scene. My reader is that he didn't. The opening scene when he's all rushed up. Incidentally, also, I have face blindness. It did not work out that it was the same guy at the start of the film. Uh, that, that was a reveal to me. <laughs> when they sat down I mean, the family they he was under a lot of CG as well wasn't he was yeah when they sat down the family well. I went oh I get it now <laughs> um, but yeah the, <laughs> but no I'm like he, he literally in that opening scene he's like he's like I fought Captain America the guy's like you didn't fight Captain America and he's like yes I fucking did and that, that literally is the opening scene the opening introduction is I fought Captain America and it's like it's impossible for him to and then he comes up against an actual Captain America and like I thought you you got something there. Use something. That really annoyed me. I'm like, you just set these things up. And then it was a whole, you know, there was a city in the sky that nobody had noticed. And that, that whole final scene of fucking survival, you're like, oh, I don't care. I know you're going to survive. And the film knows you're going to survive. And now you're surfing down an exploding sky city. Mm. 
And I was expecting a thriller, like, you know, the second Captain America film from this. <laughs> second Captain America film wasn't a thriller, though. That's the thing, is they they definitely, they're good. They definitely use the kind of... The language, yeah. Of different, the language of different genres, but that, that wasn't like a... That wasn't a 70s spy thriller, the second Captain America. It was, no, it felt like... A, and it, it, it's, it's a format I love, so fair play. Yeah, but, it's a yeah, born. It, it has got a lot of born shit. It's all sort of like sneaky, sneaky, gotta do all this... That's true, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it's, I was it's expecting spy stuff. Yeah, I was expecting a bit of the spy stuff. I wasn't expecting, I, yeah, a lot of that. And it's it's like, oh, yeah, actually, she was uh, mind controlled with special magic mind control power source, mm. not other things that you know they have to fight out of it. No, it's just this red shit in it. And then the grenade explodes. The grenade explodes with all of the thing bundled to it. And you're like, oh shit, all the thing bundled to it. It's all gone now. There's two people. She needs. Oh, there's two vials left. Is there? Just on the floor. She just picks them up. And she runs out. <laughs> As she's running off, she just grabs a parachute. I'm like, okay, well, it's a little quick, but you know, just one quick shot to parachute. That's what. That's the thing, isn't it? it? There's sometimes you just need. I needed to see her picking up a parachute. I would have preferred it if it had fallen off someone. She nicked it off of a dead guy. I don't fucking know. Just prefer a little bit of context as why there's just a parachute in the middle of a runway. I'd like that, but I wouldn't want her to see the parachute look and go, hmm, hang on, everybody, I'm gonna get myself a parachute. And then, you know, typing in the key code, opening the doors, putting on the parachute. Well, it wouldn't be that. In, 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 a, in Chibnall Doctor Who, yeah. it would be that we'd flash back to 20 years ago when <laughs> Mr. Parachute first invented the parachute. Um, in Liverpool. <laughs> Son, come over here. I've invented something to allow us to jump out of planes. I'm think... going to leave it here on the, uh, on the air pad. <laughs> and uh, don't, you, you know, don't, don't ever pick it up. This will stay here forever and ever. And then that would happen about half an hour before the scene, to the extent that you'd forget that that had happened when you it's, saw the parachute scene anyway. Is Chibnall afraid of adding actual tension? Because you could have, I think, a lot of moments. There's a need to over-explain. Tension. I don't know if it comes from the uh, a fear of tension, but there's definitely a desire to over-explain and overset things up. Like, so the flux is going past them when they're in the TARDIS. Yes. And then she talks to that guy in her head. And then the fox yes. is coming towards them. The outsider. Yeah, the outsider from Dishonored. Who's got a weird face. I... So why not have... Oh shit, the flux is coming towards us. The doctor kills over. Hey, I'll give you all the answers you want. In 30 seconds, all your friends die. Go. And have a nice tense scene. So you've got the exact same set, the exact same scene, the exact same cast, the exact same places, but an actual tense scene. And the doctor doesn't get the information because she wants to save her friends. Because this entire episode was set up, right? This entire episode. You can was, still put a bit of tension in your happen. Oh, for sure. No, I'm not. I'm not defending it, but I'm saying that's where I think that came from. Was uh, was a desire to just set. It's it's like someone setting up um, a board game. This episode, it just felt like someone just like <laughs> checking everything was on the right square. That board game was Gloomhaven. Just setting it up. Have you ever played Gloomhaven, or at least fucking tried? I've not. I've heard a lot of people say it's brilliant, so I've not, not tried it. But I've heard it's worst good. board game. The worst. Oh, board that, that's game. that that jars with my uh, with what I've heard. So fair it's play. The, you didn't like it. No, and the re- the pure reason is it is a setup behemoth. It literally takes so long to set up, and then you're playing it like you know what would make this really good is if a computer did half of this for me. Because there's just so many bits and pieces to remember. And you're like, what you've done here is you've just taken all the mechanics of an RPG game and put it on a board game. Which is impressive, yes. But it doesn't work. 
So that's why maybe I've, because I've had a lot of compliments of the computer game, so maybe that's why that works, is because it's taking all yeah. that stuff back off you. I have literally right, bought the computer sense. game, so I'm like, there's a lot of really good stuff in there, but as a board <laughs> game, it's just the wrong format for it, is what I always feel. I mean, some board game nerds fucking love that shit, and if you listen, go, I'm aware that there's some out there that if I say two hour setup time, you go as hard as the fucking moon, which incidentally is hollow in that upcoming film from Roland Emmerich. Have you, is it Moonfall mm. or something? Oh God! Um, I know the one you mean. Is that the one where it's um, I think it... uh, where it's uh, oh God, the guy from Three Hundred up on a space station. No, that's something else. Isn't it? Geoforce? I'm thinking of. No, yeah, no, Moonforce. Geoforce? No. Geostorm. Geostorm. Something like that. Geostorm. I'm thinking of. Yeah. No, th- that no, was this... a piece of shit. What, what's Moonfall? So, Moonfall is an upcoming, I'm reading off the Wikipedia here, science fiction action disaster thriller by Roland Emmerich, who of course did your Independence Days, your 2012s, anything where the, you know, the Statue of Liberty and the Big White House Big disaster movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, okay, here's the, here's the premise. I'm just going to read this word for word. And just tell me that you don't immediately want to see this film. Uh, a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit. I'm already mm. in, right? I'm just saying. And sends I'm there, it, yeah. And sends it hurtling on a collision course with life as we know it. The film's called Moonfall. The moon is crashing towards Earth. The moon is falling towards Earth. Amazing. With mere weeks before impact and the world on the brink of annihilation, NASA executive and former astronaut Joe Fowler, Halle Berry, is convinced she has the key to saving us. But only one astronaut from her past, Brian Harper, and conspiracy theorist Casey Houseman, believe her. (laughs) These unlikely heroes will mount an impossible last-ditch mission into space, leaving behind everyone they love to find out that our moon is not what we think it is. Uh, And on the poster, the moon is quite clearly just hollow. It's just hollow. There's like a structure inside it. It It reminds me a bit of, have you read um, Hail Mary? No. Oh, you might like that. It's, You've got a very um, religious bent with your uh, recommendations on this. My recommendations. It's um, I think it's called Hail Mary. I'm just going to look that up. Midnight it's, Mass, um, Mary. Andy Weir. Andy Weir. You know the Martian guy. Oh yeah. It's, and it's uh, uh, what's the other one he did? I've just bought the other one he did on the moon. Oh yeah. Um, I'm ready yet. Oh god. Moon heist. It's really good. good. Yeah, it's moon heist. It's it's heist. Uh, Ocean's Eleven on the on the moon. It's great. Yep. Um, god, what's that called? Uh, Artemis. Awesome, that's the one. Project Hail Mary. That's one to read. That's um, that's about. That sounds like it's got some similar themes to what you just described, but oh. that's really good. But again, one that you shouldn't know anything about going in. But really yeah, good. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I want, I, I like uh, Andy Weir shit. So I'm gonna get on that. Yeah. You read World War Z? Yeah. That's a fucking good read, World War Z. World War Z. Yeah, yeah, it's, that was really good and weirdly spot on in terms yeah. of what it predicted about like what the in what an international pandemic would be yeah like if you if you look like it's the you know world war z what's the plot that like there's an outbreak in china which is you know poorly reported on and, and suppressed then that spreads you have british people are idiots <laughs> it's got the whole it's got the whole thing it's, north korea's uh, not saying a fucking word and has vanished that's and my then, that's like, my uh, favorite bit about that that's such a and cool like, premise yeah, and then like Israel's uh, like incredible defensive policy and all of that stuff yeah. against it. So yeah, yeah, it's, it kind of it nailed what the what the international community would do to, in the face of a pandemic. I read it. Um, I read it um, as the pandemic was unfolding. Oh shit! That's a that's a bad time <laughs> to read that book. And I was like, oh, this is 
okay, I'm in this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man, imagine if this this uh, this coronavirus thing becomes a pandemic. Why is everyone coughing? <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, That's a terrible it was idea. A great. Yeah. That's almost as it's almost as stupid as making a game called Quarantine Circular about a year before <laughs> and having and just and basically for months researching, uh, you know, uh, pandemics, epidemiology, and microbiology for that, just to become just knowledgeable enough that when all of the like first rumblings start, it immediately sends you into a, a terrified scramble. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. It's um, a, it's a. Yeah. It's a beautiful... I would like to have been less knowledgeable going in, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <been> good. <laughs> it's been a... It's been a... Oh, God. It's been a long fucking time since we had any Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> in both... In real life and in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is this still the podcast? Yeah, still, no, is this is still... all... They love this, this shit. This is all in. The fucking... They love this shit. Them below the it. line, they love this shit. They, uh, below they, the line. Below, below the, line. the line. Below the line. What's yeah. below the line mean? That is. Did you not watch No More Jockeys? No, I have no idea what that is. Oh my fucking god! It's right. So Tim Key, Alex Horn, and Mark Watson invented a game years ago when they were when they were doing a TV show. They invented a game they played a thing uh, called No More Women. They called it back then, but they've renamed it to No More Jockeys, and it's just like a travelling game, and you just go, okay. Um, Margaret Thatcher, no more politicians. And then the next person says a name, but they can't have that role. They go, oh, oh we'll have Jesus, no more, you know, uh, biblical figures. And then the next uh, next person, no more politicians, no more biblical figures. And it just goes on and on and on. Right. It gets bigger and bigger. But they play it for like really bizarrely, weirdly and slowly and argumentatively. Um, three episodes in, Tim Key is arguing that a bird isn't an animal, and you're like, "This is comedy <laughs> fucking perfection." They solid, do live shows; they've got content. one upcoming. You just watch it live okay. every time. Rebecca has fallen asleep because they're going for like nice. three hours of this game. You don't remember the start of the game, let alone the fucking rules. Like you're like, "How did they even get here?" And it's just these marathons. And like the videos, they put like one up every week. They're currently on a bit of a hiatus because they're filming another batch, but it is. No more jockeys, and they call uh, and Tim Key, the fantastic part. His book is amazing; it's the most beautiful book in the world. Um, he always he always says they're below the line. The shield's below the line, and I, I've uh, adopted it because I think it's quite a nice. Just it's the video, and then there's the line, and then there's below the line. And I I quite enjoy. It. You've got to watch No More Jockeys if you never. It is literally. It's just you you think you're like oh just listen to it podcast style but the amount of shit that goes on and the amount of in jokes that it's now become and it's it's one of those things that's wrapped up in itself so hard and they're just embracing that that it's it's almost entirely just impenetrable in jokes at this point right but it's wonderful for it because it's just they just they're like no we're just going to keep doing this and they're all yeah they're playing proper games and sets and there's there's been moments that have had gate added to the end of them like hogan gate where Alex Horn was arguing many things about Hulk Hogan that were just... He went too far. I'm just saying that. He went too far. He went... Look. He, like One of the things was you can't have all black. And they've got Hulk Hogan in his NWO gear, which is all black. But his, his boots aren't in the shop. And he's like, can't see his boots. <laughs> Not all black. And then he argues that Hulk Hogan isn't a fictional character. And all this, it's well, that's just... been legally debated, hasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's also been, been used in a court of law. It's also been drunkenly debated by three comedians. 
Oh dear. Oh, but anyway, sounds anyway, good. It's, yeah, yeah, number jockey. So they're below the line. I've got any more questions. Why was it on during trick or treat time? What a fucking stupid idea was this? Who scheduled? Yeah, Halloween special. The day on so the that they could say kids, trick or treat. They? Oh, so there was that one reference. Yeah, because there was no, like... That was the one... Because I was there like... Was a pumpkin. When the house explo- imploded, there was a pumpkin outside. Because <laughs> I was like, what they're going to have is they're going to have, like, trick-or-treaters that turn out to be real monsters, and that's going to be a cool fuck... Like, you're going to have, like, he opens the door and there's a weeping angel there. Or there's going to be something that looks a bit like... It turns around and you're like, oh, shit, it's a real monster! And then it's, like, some kid in a suit. It's like, I thought they'd play with that in a lot of ways. And they didn't in any way at all. It was peak trick or treating hour. There were fucking hundreds of kids down my street. I've got. I oh, you didn't have any around here. It's been a bit of a storm, which means I've now got a massive bowl of uh, sweets. Oh, you're one of those no kids to eat them. So I'm gonna have to. One of what? those people mm-hmm. judging you. What, now. what do you mean, one of those people? One of those, one of those people, people who thinks hand me out somewhere. Back in my day, we didn't go door to door because I would have been fucking killed where I lived if I'd knocked on the door. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're, you're basically saying I'm I'm too much of a socialist. That's what you're saying. I, yes. I believe in... Uh, yeah. I literally, the first thing I do is I unplug the doorbell and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Ring all you want, you little shits. You ain't coming in my house today. Also, wait, hang on. Just a quick fucking... I've just remembered something too. The dog like <laughs> smashes his door down and he's like, Oi, you trick-or-treating bastard. What are you doing? Well, he's very chill, isn't he? Yeah, That's going to be his whole character because he's he's the um, he's the middle aged man in a Chibnall Doctor Who, so he's going to be very affable. He's gonna he's going to be a bit you know wound up by these kids, but ultimately he's going to be fine. Like it's it's a very it's already a trope, and there's only been two of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's... Yeah, but this one's not a bus driver, okay? No. So if there's ever like no, history of buses a, uh... comes up, he's fucked. He's a he's a museum overstepper. He's a museum What's that overstepper. about? Why, why why is the museum bothered by him talking to people? I don't know. Why would There's they a story kick him there, out? isn't there? Yeah, why would they kick him out? It's like oh, we can't. I think they only have one day to film in the museum of Liverpool. <laughs> They're like, well, we need <laughs> we need a reason why he's not going to go back to the museum of Liverpool. Yeah, we need to establish this, but we we have to get rid of him. Yeah, we're definitely going back to the museum of Liverpool, and we're going to see like a device or some shit, aren't we? Uh, well, it's going to be built on the, the 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 thing they're building in the Victorian era, right? It's yeah, going to be it's, it's going to be underneath the museum. Oh, I would have thought or it's going to be the whole museum. It's going to be the whole museum. The, museum, yeah. the museum was be, uh, built on it and all that shit. It's going to focus uh, Liverpudlian the 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 uh, the energy and civic pride of the Liverpudlian people are going to is going to be channeled uh, into the into that device, and that's going to create a beam that shoots up into the sky and stops uh, the Nexus ribbon. We've already had from that. Hitting anyone. The episode ended with the magic beam. Did it? Oh, it did man. It ended with a magic beam. That's where I got the idea. This one's going to be blue. You know, this one's going to be blue. You know, it's going to be. It's going to be that guy. It's going to be with a Marvel eggs. blue beam. It's going to be the guy with the eggs grows really big and just eats a bit. He goes, "Hey, up, you bastard!" <laughs> Lobs an egg, and it just boom, yes. boom, boom, cracks. So, actually, I really now just want to. I would have shot if I was Chris Chibnall because I love doing jokes. I would have had a scene yeah. where the flux is about to throw off, and I would have cut at the end of the episode to egg guy looking at it, going, <gasps> and then getting one egg and just like yeeting it. And then there's a pause, and then it comes down and hits him in the face, and then that's what I would have ended the episode on. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 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 I 
Um, question from Ian. Hi, Ian. Uh, just how many? Just how many different cold open story threads were there? <laughs> I lost count after about five. Should we count them? Should we try and recall Let's them count all? Them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Fuck. We've got Liverpool in the past. Liverpool being built in something. We've got um, the Sontarans. Sontarans. We we've got future lady uh, weeping angel. Future Lady Weeping Angel, you've got what you refer to, and these are not my words, the Red Dwarf reboot. Red Dwarf reboot. Um, we've got... You tread so fucking lightly around race, don't you? I'm just... <laughs> I just... I'm just saying, you know, it's... It's, you know, it's, it's the Liverpudlian thing I think throwing you off, that's it. Um, what else have we got? What else have we got? What else have we got? Obviously, uh, uh, John Bishop's character. John Bishop's character. Museum, Museum oh. Usurper John Bishop. Dog. Dog. Or well, is that separate to John Bishop or is that part of John Bishop? I'd say that's part of John Bishop to be fair. Yeah. Well. Um, Acid Planet though. That's that's a- Acid Planet. Oh, um, uh, Prison Planet. I've already forgotten the Prison Planet. With the guy oh, prison, prison Planet, yes. With the, with the, with the bad guy. Iceland. Uh, Iceland. Fuck, I forgot about Iceland. <laughs> We're up to eight so far. Um, oh, uh, Dan's date getting sucked into the house. That's they get sucked in the house. I'd say that's part. I'm going to be generous. I think that's still part of the John Bishop set. No, nope, I don't. I'm going to leave. No, that's a coincidence. She's in the house, sucked in the house. Evil house. It's a coincidence. It's a... evil house. Yeah, I guess we're setting up the, the evil, evil house. house. I'm going to say I'm going to say a half for eight and a half. Eight and a half. Um, <laughs> Dude, she's missing an arm. Don't say eight and a half. <laughs> Jesus, Dad. <laughs> Jesus. I just, there will be comments and I thought if I Jesus, I can take it, I can Dan. take it. Dan, Dan, Dan. <laughs> oh, uh, it's an hour and a half in, Dan. So it's an hour and a half in, Dan. Yeah, I know no one's gonna be you don't get cancelled an hour and a half in design. That's my uh, uh dear. No, I, I I must I, admit, like That's two that's two jokes I have to distance myself from. I must though. no, I must uh, I must genuinely admit that I, I saw I was like eh, fucking it's one of those like fucking finally things. You yeah, know? right. It's, and it's not commented on. Not commented on. It's fucking uh, normal. Not a plot point. Yeah, just normal. Yeah, only wankers exactly. would make jokes about it. Utter cunts. That's the only people who would stoop. Sorry, you're well, only me one off person. So only one person. Know. Only one person has made that joke, Dad. <laughs> so that's. Uh, that's oh dear. Um. So yeah. Anyway, hang on. So there's nine. We got what are we up yeah, to? Nine. I'm saying nine because I'm not. We're uh, nine. Yeah. I'm not disabledist like you. Um, Jesus. <laughs> uh, we did Tyrants, Dogs. Was there a Dalek ship? No, I thought it was a Dalek. One of those Dalek things it was, it was a Sontaran ship. Um, the, the oh, flux sorry. Itself. Planet, planet being destroyed yeah, by the Flux itself. The Flux yeah, itself. Yeah. That was your card open. So that's 10. Um, Jesus Christ. That's like. That's 10 then. That's. So you. Because I get... tweeted there's been 10 cold opens while we we're watching. So I was accurate. That's 10. <laughs> accurate. Is that. I was accurate. Um, Is there any more? I'm not trying to think. I'm really struggling. I think that's 10. Oh, that's TARDIS okay. is bleeding. TARDIS is doing TARDIS weird is shit. TARDIS is what? The TARDIS is bleeding at the start. It's got oil and shit coming out of it. And then it's kind of all fucked up. That's part of an existing scene, I think. Is it? I think so. Is it? I think so. I think like the TARDIS door being in the floor is a really funny idea. I think the TARDIS door being in the floor while the TARDIS door is in the background still where it is makes you go, ah, you didn't nail that idea. 
No, it's all, and it's again one that's that's in there, and then we move on so quickly that doesn't really. Yeah. Okay. So related to that uh, question, James asks, uh, "How many of those stories do you think they're actually going to finish?" <laughs> well, we finished a few of them already. Icelandic yeah. couple is done. <laughs> Tick. Yes. <laughs> one yes, down. That's true. That's it. There's yes. a, there is on the wall of post-it notes. There's a big tick next to that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was Icelandic. Now wait, hang on. Was Scary House? Did they the two creatures appear in Scary House? That took. Um, I can't remember. Diane that took the took took the date. I can't remember. Diane was her name. Diane. I think it was Diane. The date. Yeah. I remember yeah I can't remember now there's a lot of shit going on so that might have tied in there and then that's gone through there so maybe yeah maybe that's there and also you've got the Claire stuff the uh, the Weeping Angel stuff that's gonna come back obviously well Claire's gonna Um, get yeah yeeted back to Liverpool in that olden times back to Liverpool yeah and then brought back to the Doctor and then yeeted back again wait no, she's fought the weeping that angels. Sounds your hearing is Stan's brain exploding there. Uh, wait, she's wait. <laughs> wait, hang on. She can't do that because she's already no. met the weeping angels. No. So she's sent back earlier by a different weeping angel. This is a weeping angel that may be the same weeping angel that's out to get her, but it's not going to send her back to meet the doctor because she'd already met the doctor. The angels can't loop because you'll age. Now my brain's mine. <laughs> right. She knows what the Weeping Angels are. She knows what the Doctor are. She is Sally Sparrow at the end of the story. Sally yeah. Sparrow didn't then see a Weeping Angel at the end of the story. So that's not the time that she goes back in time. We may never follow that story again. That one might just be dropped there because we meet her all later. And then the Doctor blows up that Weeping Angel at some point or something. I don't fucking know. Why are the Sontarans waging a, a war where there's nothing to actually fight? I thought the, the thrill was in the fighting. The Sontaran's going... All make, that will all be explained, Dan. The Sontaran's going, attack! It's just the Sontaran's being on the side of the Doctor <laughs> and shooting the flux yeah. thing. There'll be a whole thing. There'll be a whole thing, Dan. And then ten new ideas will be set up. <laughs> that, would be the, that would be the boss move here, is if we tune in next week and there's ten cold opens for <laughs> more stories... Just nothing's touched from what we've seen so far. But we're starting to see, like, I wonder what the Cybermen are up to. Here's a Dalek. You know what I mean? Like, just kind of setting up, like, you know. You know what felt weird about it? I think a lot of things. But, like, it was a part one, and we're used to two parts. So we're used to the narrative midpoint where there's a big reveal that fucks everything up. You're at the lowest point. Oh, shit. And then you've got to begin the quarrel at, you know, standard... Standard mythic storytelling. But this isn't where that is. This is basically, if we're just spreading out at one, two, and three, this is what, halfway through at one? If you're doing an even pairing? If not, we've got a lot of act two to get through. Which but, is... that's, but that's, you know, yes, you do that, but when you're structuring serialized stories, you make sure you also have a three-act structure in the thing you're watching, right? You yeah. do... It's if circles you're, gonna, if you're setting right? up a story, circles within stories, it's like poetry, it rhymes. You know, you've got you to gotta set up the whole... So it's, you just... This episode should just have been Bishop, 
up to the spaceship. Oh, God, I'm in trouble. Oh, actually, no, he's saving me. Doctor arrives. Saved by the Doctor. No, Doctor What's is adversary because the Doctor wants to kill the dog. The Doctor wants to kill the dog. Doctor the dog is adversary. Yeah, and then, and then you literally end with the reveal of there's this big fucking danger in space. And that's the episode. Yeah. And that would be a compelling, interesting setup. We've met this new character. We've seen the Doctor from a different light. We've maybe delved into how terrifying it is to be in opposition to the Doctor, as you say. Like, maybe that's something we can have fun with. And then the twist is where we're going. Yeah. And the next episode, we build on that. Whereas here, it just... It just felt... I saw... I think someone tweeted to me while it was on. It was like, it feels like I missed eight episodes. It feels yeah. like, you know, it, it, there's all this lore I'm meant to know. So, normally... Like, because the, the TARDIS is falling into the flux, which is the big... You know, this is the big deal situation of the series, and this is the big bad of the series, and, you know, narratively mm. we're going, this is the bad guy. But then we're getting that conflict now, which feels like this is your midpoint conflict. You know, this is where you, you know, you, you get through this one just about and then you can build up for the, the final conflict and go off to your act three. It feels like this isn't like, this didn't feel like the initial skirmish. It felt like yeah, it was further on in the story if, because yeah, it, it was the big bad. It, you it weren't just seeing it, you know, just blowing up planets and shit, which would have been absolutely fine. It's just like the TARDIS is falling into it. Like, here we go. Welcome to yeah, it's, it, it feels like he's in a rush to get there. It, again, feels like insecurity to me. It feels like, I've got to get to the good stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you can just build. You can just build. It would have been enough just to introduce us to a new character and set up our new status quo. And the dog idea is fun. The idea of like a character who initially looks like you're being kidnapped, but actually they're saving you. That's a fun thing you can explore and kind of, you know, have a character appear, that have that dog appear scary and terrifying, and then eventually, like, you realise he's... Like, there's there's some good, fun sci-fi storytelling to do there. Yeah. And it's just like, no, I have to get to the next thing. It's it's like when you're... It's like, it, it's like on Christmas Day, when you know that one of the gifts you've gotten for your partner is ten times as good as everything else. So you're kind of <laughs> rushing them through the other presents. Yeah. And they, <laughs> and then they open that last one, and they don't like it as much as something else that came <laughs> early. You know what I mean? And it's like it's that. It's kind of this this kind of like I just need to get to the good stuff. And it's like no, the goods. It's 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 the journey, isn't it, Dan? In it in it in a way, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? It's the journey, the journey, not the destination, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I want. I just want to I want to live with these characters for a bit. I want to go on an adventure, you know. Yeah, but you're not gonna. You're not gonna. They're, they're all two of them are dead. <laughs> no, two. Two of them. Two of them. One four, of them. four. Sorry, four of them are dead because we lost the two prison guards as well. We lost the three then because because you you keep forgetting that one of the Icelandics was um she was a she was a baddie. Oh, I she was thought his, his because the, her, her lines implied that she was like it was a a per, like she was hiding inside a real person in some way. To make it oh, hidden. Because she I said, I don't know that. why I'm thinking this, but thank you. And then she leaves and then she gets fizzed away with the exact same fizz away. And then there's a person standing there. So I thought it was like she was hidden within. Oh, you're, th- I, you're like a, like a, like the watch, like the doctor's watch thing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah like it's, so that person has died. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's what I thought it would be. Sure. Again, like 
concepts that you could act like even though they're not the most original or interesting concepts you could still make a good character-driven sci-fi story about all of these ideas right in isolation you could just take that yeah like a character there's a character and they 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 have to die effectively to let someone else out and they're struggling with the understanding of that and decision making of that and whether they want and and just or the existential fear they have because the baddie the big the big bad is on his way to kill them to to free whatever person's trapped inside them you know it's just these are things you they just need more room they just need to breathe they just need to be explored a little bit um but if you just do it in quick like you said like we we spent so little time with those characters before they were in peril that we just it's like sure and then this happened and then this happened and it just kind of like doesn't have any value that's it's such a shame it's such a shame i just i want to i want to give a shit you know that's what i want somebody's husband or whatever got vaporized in front of them a reaction uh, you know, set those characters up first. Make that hurt a little. Give that sting. And then that wasn't even a real person. Double sting. Look at you. You've done a compelling scene. But we got kind of like, oh, I'm scared. Oh, wait, hang on. Everything's fine. And we'll brush over that. And then we'll do some other fucking bullshit. Wait, are the Doctor and Yaz fucking? <laughs> sorry, that's, that's coming out of nowhere. That's, sorry. One hour 15. <laughs> you... well, other... like, go on. Go on. They've Walk always been it. setting Walk... up this. Show me you're working, Dad. Show me you're working. Well, in the opening scene, when they go through the door or whatever, and it was in, I can't fucking remember, they fell through the thing. and Although they fell into the open TARDIS, and <coughs> then yeah. they went by. They landed on a double mattress just there in the console room, and we're just not talking about that. Remember that? Remember the, the double mattress? Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was timey wimey Tardisy, solvey problemy. Uh-huh. Um, that, so not, that comes off the that scene link. where the Doctor and Yaz are carrying around their own handcuffs at all times. I'm just saying, the clues were like just fucking, I mean, they're definitely, they're setting up, they like, happened the whole time, like some sort of relationship between these two. Yeah, there's definitely been something there, hasn't there, in the show. Um, yeah, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if they're if they are. I'm sure there'll be no character development or exploration of that concept. <laughs> like we'll just we'll just be told at some point that that happened, and everyone will run down a corridor. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. The, that's the, the none of these ideas feel like they're being enjoyed or explored. It's 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 someone rushing their dinner because they have to get out the house. You know. Yeah. someone scarfing down a Starbucks sandwich because their train's coming. It doesn't feel, it doesn't have any meaning because it's all so rushed. Yeah. Is my opinion. I, I, I think yeah. it's very off-putting as well if you're not that into Doctor Who. I've, oh, this feels like, this feels like if someone, I, I, yeah, this, I genuinely was watching it and I was imagining a mate of mine and all of their criticisms of Doctor Who as a concept, and yeah. they, and this was like if they were sarcastically writing a Doctor Who episode, this was would be what they would write. Yeah, this would be their their piss take of what Doctor Who is for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely hit that sort of um, yeah, almost self parody, but without the knowledge that you're doing it in a lot of places. I, I just. And especially, I mean, because considering it was just this, like if you're tr- if you're watching something, um, especially in, you know in this day and age with loads of stuff that comes out, I, I I'm watching sort of how people drop off and stuff, and uh, people dropped off of the first episode of Loki quite heavily, 
like half a million people didn't follow it on, which isn't a huge amount if you watch sort of like Jodie's first series, for instance. But like, it was quite a bit for a normal sort of show. Like, because if you start watching something, you probably like it, you know the characters and stuff, and you carry on watching it. But Loki was, that first episode was very exposition-y. Um, it was very good. It was very full of character. It had so many beautiful beats and character moments, and it was nice and slow and took it carefully and eased a lot of people in, but it kind of pushed people off because it was maybe a little too complicated, a little, not what they're expecting. They're expecting something a bit more whiz-bang Marvel shooty. Um, I don't see any casual fan of Doctor Who coming back for episode two. After well, that, That's what I'm wondering is, I always want to ask the question of like, are we just the old guys shouting at clouds here? Like, is, is the younger audience now loving this? Well, they're wrong. <laughs> I don't, you know what i don't think we are because we started in this very fucking podcast like you know what we really like we really liked free guy the free guy was great it was dumb and it was silly and it's definitely it's got all it's normally when they do the younger oh look we're gonna show off all the vloggists and the youtubes and we're gonna make video game references they're normally quite eye-rolly and you're like that's but mm. this new enough to know where to make it eye-rolly like w- when it was um it's de- it felt deliberately targeting me in some place. It's like, we know what you're going to fucking complain about, so we're going to do that bigger, better, and harder. It's like if you watch Polybius Heist, there's a scene where we're playing like a video game on a screen, and we're all using completely different controllers. Like, I'm on a keyboard, and uh, is on like a, a NES controller, and there's some other... There's a, there's a, well, somebody's on a Switch controller, and on the screen, there's a four-player split-screen FPS happening, and it's just this... It's a no. It's a knowing wink to the fact that video game scenes in films tend to be absolutely fucking shit. So we just made it as yeah. shit as possible. But we now the details of it. So like the switch controller is connected. I made sure it was connected when I was on set. I'm like no, we're gonna have the little light on, and I've got my switch. Katia deleted one of my games for that scene. I'm just saying <laughs> that's a thing that happened. Um, and it's you know, and it kind of did that. And I feel like Free Guy had that as well. And it was like we know like this is like a film for a. a you know, I, to be perfectly honest, the first 15 minutes of this film is just the Lego movie again. But this is aimed yeah. at kids and this younger audience. But if you know sort of how games are made and stuff, we're going to make all the screenshots of this game just deliberately not look like video games. We're going to make it look like those sort of like news reports you get from Taiwan or wherever it is, where it's all that crap CGI sort of not really connecting together sort of thing. And like, it seems deliberately like we're just going to mess with you in the ways that you... Like, if you know how video games are made, I think you're going to get a lot more out of it. Mm. I mean, you know how video games are made, I'm assuming. Um, Generally, uh, yeah. yeah. Generally. And I, Generally. I feel like... Well... we Yeah, so I feel like when it comes to like knowing what younger people like, I think we know what younger people quite like. Because we both, again, also talked about how much we like Marvel films and how much we get excited by the superheroes twatting each yeah. other. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, that's fair, that's fair. Like I, yeah, to be honest, my taste is the taste of a fourteen-year-old yeah. still. For I'm sure. literally, literally um, to my left is a shit ton of Dragon Ball Z figures and starships. Like I'm just a fucking child, finally with some money. That's all I am, and I'm happy to be that way. <laughs> but I want like it's like we were saying again. Lower Decks is the best Star Trek at the moment because it's the most Star Trek. But it's but Lower Decks is a good example because Lower Decks feels like a Star Trek that's deliberately designed to appeal to us because it's all the references are to the 90s Trek. And I think the average... I think Discovery's clicking more for young people than Lower Decks does for that reason. 
It, do you think, think it's this? I'm going to use a phrase now that's going to make. When you I go, see like oh. fans, like at, com- at conventions and stuff, the younger people are into Discovery for sure, and it's old bastards like us who like Lower Decks because it's referencing that episode of Next Gen that we like. You know, I mean, I'm excited for Prodigy and also Strange New Worlds. Looks Strange great. New Worlds looks excellent as well. Yeah, that does look great. I think um, it's just more. I like Discovery a lot. I like Discovery's cast. I, I the writing again is my only issue with Discovery. Really, I, I like I, the look of it. I, I like think the cast. there's a lot of nice bits in this, especially as it's going on. It's getting better and better as it goes. Like I now watch it and I don't that's hate true. watch it. Like uh, that that series of the future. It was a bit annoying. It's like the universe is going to be fucked again, and I'm like, I don't need that. You know, those final episodes really fucking dragged out for a bit. But I thought it was beautiful, and Doug Jones is a terrific actor, and it's nice to finally give him oh, he's phenomenal, so yeah. much fucking shit to do. Um, and I'm glad it wasn't about Michael Burnham. It made me like Michael Burnham a bit more. So I think Discovery's getting mm. better. Um, I think it just That's has true. some rough sort of things. Um, yeah. And Picard just kind of bottled it because it was trying to be... And again, I, I said I was going to use this phrase. I'm going to use this phrase now. It's trying to be prestige television. There's mm. that phrase that gets thrown around ever since The Wire and Breaking Bad came along and went, hey, look, you can make good TV. Prestige television. And I think... There's this sort of niche little line that's forming of prestige prestige television has to be this one way. And I think that's what Chibnall's trying to make Doctor Who into. Is this sort of... No, this is how everyone does it. This is why this series is all joined together in one big story. Because that's how everybody else is doing That's prestige television. And Doctor Who isn't prestige television. It's camp shit that we love. Because it's silly and it's fun and it's daft and it makes you happy that the universe is still a thing. That's kind of... Mm why we love it I'm trying to think tonally what I'd like Doctor Who to go back to being like what's like in terms of like the modern landscape can you think of like I guess I want I kind of want the good place with lasers <laughs> kind of want like I want I don't mind them I, I like them leaning into the comedy I like the big ideas but I kind of want them to tell those stories a little slower yeah um, no I think I think you've absolutely yeah. nailed it I, I think because I, I here's an argument I'm going to make I think the good place is modern TNG I think that's the closest analogy you'll get to TNG for like how TNG is built. Because I think TNG is built on this bed of philosophy and moral discussion. And I think so is The Good Place. Mm. I I correlate those two shows Mm. together heavily. I mean, it's also, it's it's competent porn. It's watching competent people be competent. And it's amazing to see adults being adult. (laughs) It's so nice. Yes. When when my pills were hitting hard, I was like, I'm going to binge some TNG. And it feels fucking good to watch. It's reassuring, isn't it? The fantasy yeah. of just people getting on with it. Yeah, and the good place is kind of not that. The good place doesn't have that because they're not common people, but they, they're they the good people. They're trying to do the right thing and fighting to do the right thing. And, you know, the good place is very... For the, for the ideas that the good place has and for sort of like the battle that the good place is setting up, it's never really like special effecty fighty or anything. It's almost always talking thinking plotting ideas standoffs quick into the portal which is great for the strongest episodes are all in one room almost usually right like they're all just some guys talking yeah yeah which is again tng (laughs) or even to be honest like if i would be i would be okay if doctor who went kind of the if it went the complete opposite way and went with the the big bombastic action, if it went like full on Marvel movie, you know, quips and quips and action, I'd be okay with that as well, as long as it like had competent sci fi setups. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there the, the, there was. I'm honestly, I would go back at this point to the kind of much maligned 
finding the app button that saves the world kind of mode of Doctor Who. Like, that would be fine. I'd yeah. be okay with that. <laughs> Just tell one story, and it's okay if it's about one button that saves the world. That's fine. Yeah, I, um, I, I want science fiction stories with characters is my bare yes. minimum at the moment. Because we're getting yeah. one or the other. Rosa was a character story. Demons of the Punjab was a character story. This is science fiction. Everything else, shit, is science fiction. This, it's very rare that it hits... I mean, the first episode Chibnall wrote for, for his run, uh, which has Grace, which introduces us to the wonderful character that's Grace. We all love fucking Grace. You know, you love Grace. Who doesn't love Grace? You've forgotten who Grace is, don't you? Yeah. I've totally forgotten who Grace is. It was, it was his wife. Remember his wife? Lovely wife. Oh, yeah. Lovely yeah, yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. Was Grace. Of course it was Grace. Um, and that was a lovely, it was a lovely character thing. We started to see this, we had the Doctor who was a bit of a tinkerer. That was a character trait of this Doctor. We saw, like, you know, making their own sonic screwdriver to get out of trouble. We had a cool little baddie. We had some fun jokes. Tim Shaw. Fun stuff. And that was science fiction and, and character. And it worked well. And we got the nice story and then and then it, it yeah it just became crap science fiction with no character just devoid of character. that's all i actually want from it at the moment is characters just somebody yeah. to hitch my fucking wagon to that's all mm. I, I just want to root for somebody i want the doctor to do the things that the doctor does like you know if there's a problem the doctor doesn't panic the doctor gets to work and this i mean i quite enjoy you know that this doctor is never the is never the center of the room. Is never wanting to be the center of the room, and he's never really driving the story. I, I mean, in this this was one episode where the doctor was driving a part of the plot. The doctor was trying to get some information about a thing we'd already established, and then the doctor went, "What do you know about this thing? Hang on, what's that flashing red light? I'm gonna go. Maybe the doctor's got ADHD. Maybe that's what it is." But it, it was that sort of, like, Doctor's like, well, I need to know the thing. And she was like, oh, shit, how do I make sure that the Doctor doesn't actually answer these questions that we're going to answer in the three episodes at the end of the run? Oh, I know. I'll just have a flashing red light. And now, but then the flux is happening and the Doctor then has no agency in the plot anymore. And he's just dragged along by it. Again. It's, it's well, that, like, that has been a consistent problem as well, hasn't it? With the, 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 the Doctor should be, or should often be, more often than not, driving the story. Yeah. And that's just always it's always been very reactive in terms of these in terms of the Chibnall kind of era. Yeah. Um it's the world happens to the doctor and that feels kind of at odds with who the doctor is meant to be. Um yeah. it's yeah, it, it feels it just I, I, I as as we were chatting, I've I've flicked through because I do want to find the kind of who are the who are the Doctor Who fans who are who are loving this. And I think a big part of it is that it's a lot of screenshot sharing. It's a lot of kind of the aesthetics of it being very dog too. And I think the aesthetics of it are pretty good. Like we, we, we bashed at the start, the kind of the, some of the lower budget effects and that, but like in terms of like production value, oh, I, see, generally it's okay. Right. See, generally the it rocks looks... coming out the guy's face. I thought was nicely done with the screamy face to the, yeah. the screen. I was like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't scary for a Halloween episode. There wasn't any scary bits. There wasn't any sort of monster, sudden monster reveals or anything. I mean, imagine just going straight into the Weeping Angel scary face reveal. No setup for the Weeping Angel. Just turn around, just... And there's a Weeping Angel there. Just fucking, it's Halloween. Give us one. One. You know. 
Some, just something. Give us something, general for fuck's sake. <laughs> and he's like, I'm giving you things. I'm things that mean something. He's just flinging words at me. Chibnall's the guy in your fucking DMs going, I've got this great idea. Oh my God, I want 50% of Doctor Who. But I've got this great fucking idea. We've been talking for two hours now, Mike. <laughs> we have. I'm getting a bit knackered, to be honest. I was knackered at the start. <laughs> I one of the one of the uh, one of the tweets I found uh, while I was looking for uh, kind of uh, fan reactions to this was uh, someone saying I'm about to watch the episode for the fourth time. I was like, we might have gone too long with this episode. This uh, fourth time, two hours. I, I yeah, you can fit it in. You for could a just time. be starting it now. You'd be yeah, uh, just starting it now. I think you? at the yeah. fourth rewatch, you might actually start to work out what some of the fucking plots. Are. <laughs> <laughs> you actually... I want to watch the uh, it's definitely something I, I always want to do this and then never actually have anywhere near the time to do it but this is one where I wonder if a fan edit which put it into some kind of, into a different order would work yeah like if, if you could do a fan edit where you just cut all the setup for future episodes and put those scenes into later episodes when we go back to those worlds like a essentially like a linear cut yeah that would, I swear that would do it wonders I think you could take this episode and re-edit it into like a solid half hour. Have you seen the re-edit of Arrested Development? That series. The oh, the series weird one form. where they kind of. I've not. I've not watched it. No, yet. I've no, watched. I, I watched, know they put. It's on Netflix, right? It's like yeah, officially they, they put it, it back together on Netflix again. They they re-edited it to kind of make it. It's better, but it's not. It's a bad foundation to build off of. Oh sure. Well, it was never. It wasn't intended in that way, right? So yeah. It's not gonna, but the initial I, one was shit as well. So it's like it's just... yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of. There's a part of me that wants to actually do that. Like, just do the. What's the? What's the version of this story that doesn't have all the superfluous setup for future episodes look like? Yeah. I bet that. I bet that would be a more entertaining story. I think so. I'm writing a book. You may have heard of it, Paradox Paradox. Um, oh shit! Actually, I've, actually, I've, I've got Doctor Who book. I should probably pitch. I should probably I remember. I remember when we used to. <laughs> I remember when we used to talk about your book off air because you were still writing it. Uh, I'm still writing yes, it. I'm pleased. I'm, I'm going to mention one. Little I know you're bit. Still, but now you're publicly talking about it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so right, so 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 so. Yeah. Actually, there was. I was asked <laughs> yeah. to write the introduction for a Doctor Who book called Across Space and Time. It's currently funding over on Unbound. If you got two hours five minutes into a a Doctor Who podcast. You probably want to. Uh, <laughs> you probably, <laughs> What's it about? What's the you book? You probably on that. Uh, it's a guy called uh, Anthony Cross. So it's A Cross because he's he's A Cross. Tony Cross. A A Cross. Anthony Cross. Doesn't matter. Cross space and time. Um, across time and space. It's one of those ways around. I can never remember which way around because people always flip them around. But it is. He's literally reviewed every episode of Doctor Who. All oh of wow! Them. Okay. And he I got asked to write the introduction for it, so I've done that. And you can back back it now. <laughs> Did you plug the podcast in your intro? I did not. I, I did. I what? might have done. I can't remember. Well, then there'll be no plug for his book here. <laughs> you don't edit scratch, this. Scratch that for the record. Scratch that I'm for the record. I'm not editing anything out of this. <laughs> you never edit these, no. No, I edited one. One. I said I went too far once and I had to bleep a thing, but... Um... I can't remember what it was. Good. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, that's probably why we're still friends. Um, I said a horrible thing. Um, Did you? You threw yeah. a slur no, so, so I'm doing, I'm writing a time travelly book, as you know. Mm -hmm. And so I'm doing quite a lot of the setting stuff up for time traveliness later. But I like to do sneaky sneaky. So you, it would just be like a little bit of script or something. It actually becomes very important later on. Um, and I, I, I've, I think I've mastered the art of you reading the book the second time and go, you fucking fuck. 
You fuck. That's what I'm trying to go for. Well, you see, that's that's what you're meant to get out of uh, North Star Rising if you don't listen to the last episode <laughs> at the start. It's very, it all it all comes together nicely. That's good. I you ruined that for yourself. But you so yeah. so. But this this Doctor Who didn't have any of that. No. There was one bit where I think because the the dog was sent further forward in time because of a time wobbly fuck that could be the Doctor sending him forward to, because he has to be. But that's just cleaning up more than setting stuff up. But that could be that's that's a spot where you could go. Oh, that actually there was a Doctor. <laughs> but um, I didn't spy anything else that could be it, and I don't think there's anything there because um, they had two scenes with us on Tarans and they weren't even in the episode. <laughs> just don't put them in. Don't put him in. Have the Doctor crashing into the big flux thing and then suddenly, Doctor, 10 billion fucking Sontarans have just appeared and they're all wagging their asses out the windows. <laughs> I'm so tired. Man. Why did why did Dan have two scenes where he saw space and went, wow? Because you got to... And oh my God, the throwaway, the, the, the gift to anyone who gets in this life to write the first episode of A Companion's Journey... You've got the gift of the it's bigger on the inside revelation, and they just throw it away in this one. Yeah, I think I think literally the line is the doctor says it's bigger on the inside, and he's like, yeah. It's like <laughs> do like do better. That's such a like that's a that's a signature. That's something you can hang your hat on as a writer. Yeah, how you do that that first exchange about the size of the TARDIS, like so many options. It really sets All the companion up as well. Yeah, yeah. How what their reaction is to this? Yeah, he could have, he could have, he could have, he could, you could have talked. He could have, uh, he could have made a historical illusion. Yeah, he could have, uh, like the mines that are underneath Liverpool. Oh, he could have, he could have, he could have, he could have talked. He could have said something about like you know how he's he's used to big spaces or he's he's uh, you know his he he he, he, the, he she she needs to fill it up with stuff like you know you could you do loads of interesting stuff that's specific to his character and what we already know about his character the, the one i've always wanted to, say, to yeah. use so spoiler warning for future doctor who but the one i always wanted to use is this oh, is the what? one you're going to use when you write yeah. episode of doctor who right yeah, yeah it, okay, it's, it's it. um i just want to go in and go oh sorry i wasn't paying attention what hang on let me check it's... oh yeah oh you want to go, like walk outside have a look go yeah. back in again I always like to go. I like to go outside, go round, go back in. Clara did it, but then Clara fucked it up and made me hate her immediately. Did Rose? Did Rose? Did Rose do that? I feel like that was a Rose thing. She as well. I think that was no. She backed out in fear. She did a scary back out. Oh, but there was something chasing her, so she then runns in, and so she she got her she got her call to action via the TARDIS and the scariness of the TARDIS interior. Do you remember call to actions? Do you remember that as a concept in storytelling (laughs) when like a character? Where you'd establish a character, theme stated, then you'd have a call to action, then you'd have a resistance to action, then they'd go on the long journey, then they'd encounter a teacher, then they'd find themselves at a midpoint. Like, like I'm, I'm aching for a three-act structure now. I just, I need it. I need, I need to see a character want one thing, not get it, but, but get the thing they need. Yeah. You know, I just need basic storytelling or a twist arcs. on that some um, idea of that or a twist on it yeah some idea near An that acknowledgement of character progression and growth but this time you got oh no there's a dog in my house yeah TARDIS is bigger yeah I saw that yeah I think he said he's got a mate who had one bigger or something I can't remember but he's like yeah if he just got oh it's like the caves in oh underneath Liverpool those mines huge they are 
Or just, it reminds me of this thing. Just give me his fucking song. I'm, tra- I'm now trying to think what everybody's seeing the TARDIS or as just, is. Like, using, you making, like, just literally having a moment where Bishop, when confronted, and we're just going to call him John Bishop. Yep. Um, I don't know what his name is. Dan, right? Dan. Just having a moment where Dan realises what's going on and selflessly suggests that another human should be saved in his place. Yeah. Because you've set up that he's a charitable good bloke. You've done the scene where you see him in the food bank. You've done the scene where he doesn't ask for help, but he clearly needs it. You've taken my last note from me. This was my last note. I I was going to jump on this. Just have him show selflessness in the mission. You've established one character trait. Just give us... They've got to do that, right? They've established it too hard that he's literally... He's covered well, to he's bear because he's, he's given going the food to, to sacri- he, I mean, he's, he's textbook going to sacrifice himself for the end of six episodes, right? Oh, They're yeah, gonna, he's got like a he, countdown clock above he's his head. A, he's a temporary companion. Yeah. He's, he's like he's, he's like the fucking for, village at the start of an RPG. Like, he's fucked. You've got to have... You can't... But knowing... The, the problem I have is I think they'll do that and it will be the payoff to this, but they won't do anything in between to keep us reminded of that. He won't have a moment where he makes a smaller sacrifice. Yeah. He won't have a moment where he doubts whether he should really be sacrificing. Should he, you know, should he be a bit more selfish? He, you know, maybe he's been trodden on his his whole life because he's been too good and he's kind of questioning whether he's going to be a charitable person or not or whether he's going to be the hero. And then in the end, he, he shows heroism and, and has this big redemption on they're not going to do any of that, are they? They're just going to have a bunch of stuff happen, and I mean, in the end, he's going to kill himself to save the world. I mean, yeah. Remember Co Sharmus, Co Shame, Co Co something, Co Starmus, Keir Starmer. No, not off to Co- Keir Starmer. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a Chris Chibnall companion, if ever I've seen. <laughs> um, no, it was in the last. It was when because. Two episodes ago, when we had yeah. this, the, the cyber uh, men who were time lords. Three years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. Two, two episodes ago. Um, yeah. When we had that episode, he was the old man who sacrificed himself. Because mm. they paralleled Christopher Eccleston's ending. Because Christopher Eccleston's final episode, he's got the big plunger and he's about to press it and blow up all the Daleks, but it'll kill all the humans. Says, you coward or killer? And he goes, I'm a coward. And that's the end of his arc. Like, his arc gets to that point across that first series of yeah. him... I'm not that warrior anymore. I am the doctor and I'm a coward. Yeah. And he's going through that change that needs to happen. And that's it. Maybe that's how he dies, but he's not going to die being someone who isn't anymore. He's changed. He's there. Good. Uh, And then we have Jodie do the exact same thing. She's got the button. And if she presses it, Gallifrey's destroyed, killing just some Cybermen, uh, just some Cybermen and the master and herself. And she's like, oh, I can't do it. I can't kill the master. The master's too, his family. I can't do it. I can't kill it. And then this like old prick comes on. He's like, I'll do it. And she's like, fucking great, mate. And just yeets it at him. And then he blows himself up. The master escapes and is going to appear at this in some fucking point. Uh, and then all the side men are dead. And that's, that's not the doctor. And now we're stuck with her for another eight fucking episodes. But it's just, there's no, there's no, if you can't get the character of the doctor right, why are you introducing no. other characters? Why are you... Just lock the Doctor in a fucking room and tell me who this character is, because I don't know who this Doctor is anymore. She's she's on this determined mission to find out something about herself. Good. Why isn't she telling Yaz? Yeah. Why is nothing going on? And if she is telling Yaz for something, you know, if she's trying to build Yaz, you know... 
Oh, I did have one horrible theory. I'm not going to tell you. It's too, it's too horrible. Um, if she is trying to, you know, if she wants to search this thing and it's dangerous, etc., just leave Yaz behind. Leave, 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 leave Yaz behind. That's what Eleven did. He left everybody mm. behind all the time when he was doing the dangerous shit. That's what Tenant did. They always, you know, they swan off alone if they need to be. But Yaz is fucking yeah. living there because she's the neediest character that Doctor Who has ever seen. And that's it. That's her thing. That now she's like you really. I've really noticed her sort of that real neediness is is very explicitly there. But I think they're going to flip around as neediness because I love you, uh, and then she'll explode as well. Maybe. You think they're gonna? Yeah, maybe. Maybe everyone explodes. <laughs> maybe yeah. that's the end. Maybe that was it. Maybe there isn't the second episode. They just blew the budget on that opening thing and went, "Yeah, the universe ends. Fuck it." Yeah. I I um I've always wondered if Chibnall was gonna kill off the Doctor, and like pass it down as a title to like Yaz or someone, and is training up somebody to be their replacement, and then like they'll get the gift of regeneration, and then Yaz will regenerate into the Fourteenth Doctor. I always thought they'd really. Be, I always thought he'd do something fucking ridiculous like that. But then, you know, the Timeless Children happened and I hope that was him sated. <laughs> Have you ever watched that clip of young Chris Jimbill slagging off Doctor Who? No, I've never seen that. <laughs> it's fucking great. That's one, you got to send me that. He sounds that. like us, I'm just saying. <laughs> He's like, well, it's not very good. And you're like, oh, you little cunt. Like you. As in, as in, he used to love it, and now it's bad, or just like criticizing. No, he used to love it. He's a fan of Doctor Who, and it's bad. Oh shit, it's amazing. Hang on, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna track it down for you right fucking now. It's like it's. It really is. Uh, let's see if we can. <laughs> if you just search for Young Chris Chibnall, just see the photos that come up. You're like, oh yeah, that's the guy. Um, young Chris Chibnall. Oh shit, I don't know where the fucking clip is. A lot of people edit it with him reviewing his own episodes that he's written, so it's hard to find the original. <laughs> oh dear. Oh god, there's so many long versions of this fucking thing. And yeah, ah. Oh. oh, he does He does look a lot like us. Our nerdy selves. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. This is 100% by the way. If you get your dream of one day running Doctor Who, I'm going to run into this the will. fucking ground. You're going to have to delete. You're going to have to delete this entire podcast. No, no, English. I'm going to leave it up. I want people to shit on me for this. Although cuz you can find like in the early like the like secret bits and pieces, you can find little fragments like Moffat was busy on some Doctor Who fan forums and you can find his theories and shit that eventually did get into oh, Doctor cool. Who. Like his idea that um, uh, we get the name, the word doctor to mean healer from him. We get it from the doctor. Is that got that much of an influence? We get it from him. And I, I love shit like that. And Moffat was doing I shit like that, that before. So I think we'll be all right. Um, yeah, he slagged himself off. Christian was gone back and seen that and been like, no, that was a load of nonsense. Well, 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 well. Uh, actually, Chris specifically said, imagine if something you did for 20 minutes when you were 16 has resonance when you were 30 years older. <laughs> yeah, so imagine if something you do for two hours and eighteen minutes. Uh, <laughs> has, has how long we've been going? Oh no, this has to end, Dan. This I don't want it to. I feel like it's become a bit of a hostage situation now. <laughs> there's, there's people you going got Stockholm syndrome. Fuck's sake! There, yeah. Fuck's sake! Just end, please. Just end. <laughs> there's no one listening. There's no one there is no one. 
Anyone who's listening, I'm going to steal an idea from uh, Mr. Sunday Movies. Anyone who's still listening at this point, uh, just send me the word orange as a tweet. <laughs> just with no context. Just send me the word orange. You're going to forget about to that and be like, what the fuck's happening? That's, yeah, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's why they, they do it on there. Um, it's uh, a couple of Australian fellas who do like uh, movie commentaries. And at the end of every commentary, they have like a, a weird hashtag they put in. And they say the only reason they put them in is just to mess with themselves in the future, essentially, that people are just sending them random nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Actually, yeah. Um, we've got more questions on the old Twitter because that's a new feature that people are going to yeah, tweet. Yeah, I've got. <laughs> Only at me. I've got a hard. Co- yeah, because you, yeah, you're not reading that. I've got um, I got um, yeah, I've got one. Mal- oh, everyone's got their Halloween names. Uh, <laughs> Maleficent Redmond. I don't think that's probably. The I mean, name. that's probably not going to be a problem um, from the next episodes onwards. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure sh- this is this one goes completely over my head, but you'll you'll all get right, it. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you're already you've already done this. We <laughs> haven't. It's two hours twenty and we haven't. <laughs> But did you notice the Impossible Planet motif with Jacob Anderson being on Station Rose? I have a feeling that wasn't a coincidence. The Impossible Planet, which is where we kept the... uh, Impossible Planet was the Satan pit, wasn't it? It was the Satan episode. No idea. So, um, I've noticed... So, yeah, having that sort of... The bit of music there. Now, I've noticed before that this era of Doctor Who likes to kind of just steal bits of Murray Gold's music <laughs> just kind of oh, just okay. kind of just kind of thieve bits of music and stuff so I didn't spot that but only because I always find the mix in this Doctor Who terrible I, I barely can follow the, the audio the, the dialogue let alone the, the music, music is not great it's like it's track. a lot well, of that's a, that's it's a also point. trying to lead you very heavily right at all yeah, times but it, it's, it's going it's, this it's, is very important this is very important like you so guy with music. eggs and beer outside the house it was a really <laughs> tense scene according to the music it was all like well he might have thrown eggs at the house I was worried he was going to throw eggs at the house they had me in rapture that was the only uh, you know, um, relatable and understandable peril anyone was in for the whole episode. Well, I thought... Right, was so he going to throw eggs of the house? Before I this, know. I was talking to many people and I was saying that I think that what's going to happen is there's going to be a noise in the house or something. But I corrected myself and went, oh, what there's going to be is a tapping on the door. And he's like, oh, it's fucking eggs. And then something's going to explode in. because And then a guy mm. explodes in with an axe. But they don't set up like taps from the first place with eggs or anything. I was like, oh, that was there as well, Feedy is. You have a guy who wants to throw something at your door and windows and a guy who wants to break down your doors and windows. No, we can't use that. Mm. But yeah, the music, I, you can't ignore it. I've got the soundtrack, so I'm not going to get that next one. I really don't like the music of this era. It's just, it's just a lot of nothing. It's literally a lot of nothing. It is. There's no true. real recognisable themes. And there only is when it's not music, when it's singing, when there's someone going, ah, that's Jody's theme. Um, which I don't know. Was it, but the, the mix is a, a shoddy on the on Doctor. Who. They always have like they always that has always been an issue with Doctor. Who. I get it with nothing else, but Doctor Who really mixes its sound effects and music a little too loud. It's always hard to hear the dialogue. It's almost it's almost a discussion of subtitles every week. That's what mm. it is. Uh, if they're not that far fucking behind, you know, you're like, oh, maybe we should put the subtitles on for this one. And there won't be yeah. subtitles for this one because if anybody had to transcribe this, they'd go fucking mad. I kind of want to hit five hours. There's a five-hour Doctor Who critique video that everyone recommends to me. I'm like, I'm not fucking watching Doctor Who critique for five hours. But we have been talking now 
is that that's the one that's very good uh that's the one um oh god what's their name oh i knew i do know the one you're talking about and it is very good i do not know look it up for you if it's the one you're thinking of it's actually uh one i've watched i've watched it and i thought it was very good i'm just trying to find it yes the fall of doctor who by uh jxc right Probably. I mean, I, I don't really want That's the one that's like five hours. That's I like pretty get, good. I do like to get the shit off my chest and then never really try and think about it again unless somebody brings it up. Like, I don't like to... <laughs> I don't indulge. I wouldn't listen to this shit. What kind of fucking that's... psychopath would listen to two and a half hours of two people with the exact same fucking opinion on everything? <laughs> what, or, and, and also an inability to actually talk about the thing the podcast is ostensibly about, yeah. Jacking Yaz and the um, Doctor are just sitting in bed like Malcolm and Wise reading the paper. It's, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Oh, it's been another Dalek attack. Then, then a ship goes flying by. Oh, I never saw ice cream to that speed. I'm just going to start referencing old shit until people leave, I think. That's the, <laughs> slowly. You always you, you, you play all the right notes. <laughs> I played some wrong notes in this one, but I'm keeping them in because fuck it, really. <laughs> um... Yeah, so that was Doctor Who. Um, I <laughs> didn't like it very much, but I'm hoping it calms its not? tits. That's what I want it to do. As a final thought, I really hope Doctor Who just calms its tits for the next episode. That's the just as a show, just get all of its tits together and just calm them down a bit, and less plot and some story. Less plot, some story. Yeah. I'm not setting a high bar. Will they be able to cross it? Find out on the next exciting episode of Two Old Men Whinge About a Kids TV Show. <laughs> What's your highest? Have you got a BAFTA? Do you have a BAFTA? I think I can give you a BAFTA. Do you have a BAFTA? Do I, I, do I, I don't have a... I've, I've worked on quite a few BAFTA winning things, but I, I do not myself have a BAFTA, no. Ba- BAFTA winning soon... Maybe BAFTA ba- creator of BAFTA winning games. That that's BAFTA they often adjacent. when they book me when they book me something for like a talk or something at BAFTA. They always put that maker of multiple BAFTA winning games. That's the that's the term they use to avoid the fact that I've never actually won a BAFTA yet. That's that's the. <laughs> but you you've got further than I have. So yeah, from from a BAFTA award winning person, the Sun and Times best selling author, people who know how to fucking write. I'd love it if we got Doctor and just fucked it right up. That's what I would love. But that's the fuel, isn't it? You know, we'll become the next generation and the next generation, they'll hate it and we'll be all like, yeah, yeet, pogs and all the words that we think are cool. We'll reference Fortnite. We'll reference Avengers. It's poggers, isn't it? It's poggers that you got to say now. No, it's not pogs. No, you sound like an old man, Dan. Pogs, the 90s craze. No, it's poggers. They're po- pogs are poggers. No, they got rid of That's poggers, the, didn't they? He usage. was a Nazi or something. What was poggers' his deal? Oh, really? Was he? <laughs> Everyone's a. <laughs> what was? I, I, Every, I'm not going to throw is, out. Too many Nazis. There you go. There's my there's my there's my hot take for two and a half hours in. There's too many Nazis. Less uh, Nazis, please. Hang on. No, I'm not saying that they're. Um, Twitch banned the pog- the popular PogChamp emote Wednesday after the person depicted in it published tweets encouraging further violence following a riot that you were Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> or as I like to call them, I... friends of the doctor. I... 
I don't I don't want to go too political, but generally pretty pretty against all the Nazis, if I'm honest. Like you yeah, know, I don't want to get too preachy on the podcast, but but less Nazis. <laughs> that's the thing. We're going to be right duck too, and there's going to be two like people like us going. It's not enough Nazis in it. Where they fucking swastika. That's that that podcast exists, I'm sure. What a dark fucking world we live in. And Doctor Who is here to make it brighter. Um, it's actually not. The Doctor literally targeted the apocalypse at Earth for some fucking reason. Um, just just teleport out of the TARDIS. Just, yeah, it's, it's, just could go anywhere in time and space in it. Just fuck off. I would. <laughs> just fuck off, innit? You just leave. Just, oh, the button. <clears throat> you know the, the thing the ship does. <laughs> you know the thing... You know the one the thing. thing the ship does? Why don't we do... We'll do the one thing that the one thing ship does once, mm. and that'll be fine. What do you think? How do you think they're going to get out of it? I'm not letting this end. <laughs> how long... Are you, how do I think... How do, how do I think the next five episodes of the show are going to go? Uh, yeah, yeah, I meant... Let me, let me go, <laughs> Let me go. I mean, what's the cliffhanger resolution? It'll be nice to see if we get it right. Dude, I don't even remember how the episode. (laughs) It's been it's been two and a half hours. I don't remember anything about it. I I think Uh, we're gonna get Doctor Who in some mystical land or some bullshit or the TARDIS say it's some just not they'll just won't be there anymore. That'll be it. They just won't be there anymore. I think I think I think the Doctor's going to die, and there's not going to be any more Doctor Who. That's my theory. <laughs> I mean, if I've got COVID and it goes so wrong, then for me, that's the, can- the canonical ending. But as as was established two hours ago, you don't care if you die anymore. Having <laughs> <laughs> watched this, that's not what we established. I very much want to live, but mm. if I did die, for I would mourn things. not knowing the end of this particular story. In those final moments of your life, you wouldn't be sad that you didn't see more Doctor Who. Yeah. You know, it was at that point of the podcast I went, that's a really good line to end the podcast on. And then I didn't. And I don't regret it. <laughs> no. No. And now we're, we are ourselves trapped in a vortex. Of, maybe, uh... maybe this podcast is the fox. <laughs> yes, and the doctor's it. just hearing this going, no, it's the end of the universe. Well, there's already been more character development. So that's good. <laughs> I'm getting darker. I don't like it. Oh no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bad. I'm gonna become a baddie. Oh, actually, just on this point. Okay. Did you, no? Fuck it. End. End. Sure. End. It's over. The end. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye.